What's up, guys? This is Jeff Cobb from New Japan Pro Wrestling, but more importantly, from the United Empire. And you're listening to Wrestle In. Hello, hello, hello. It is me, it is me, your True Hill Phenom SP3, back once again here on WrestleIn.com for another edition of the flagship when it comes to New Japan Pro Wrestling on this site, Ace Techers. And the gang is back together. We're all here. We got with us back again after a one-week hiatus. It is NK. How you doing, NK? Yo, guys. What's poppin', man? Yeah, feels good to be back, man. Feels good to be back and talk some New Japan. Glad to have you back. And we got our third host, who is not just the third host today. She is the birthday girl. It's her birthday. It is Sanal. What's going on, Sanal? Where's Okada with the balloons when you need him? You know, I was I was thinking that the balloons with the smiley faces on it. I need the smiley face yeah. one. Yeah. But, you know, I'm feeling good, feeling better, feeling happy. We've got to talk some wrestling, hopefully. I mean, it might happen, but there might be some more Tony Khan slander from me. <laughs> I'm not better way to spend my birthday. Mm-hmm. Hey, hey, I, I mean, I mean, we we talked about this before we started recording, and I'm just gonna put it out there on air because the last episode that we did, it was entitled "Tony Khan Hates Me," because Sanal was like, complaining about Tony Khan purging talent from New Japan Pro Wrestling. Mm-hmm. I made the comparison of Tony Khan AEW and New Japan, that partnership looking akin to WWF and ECW back in the 90s where uh WWF took all the talent, the good talent from ECW. Seems like Tony Khan's trying to do the same with New Japan. And then a whole rumor starts and all because of you <laughs> because of you that Tony Khan is trying to purchase New Japan Pro Wrestling, and that this self-proclaimed new era of AEW, starting at AEW Wrestle Dream, is going to be an announcement that he's purchased New Japan Pro Wrestling. Look what you started, Sanal. Can, can please, the person who started this rumor online, please contact me at wrestling underscore chat, and please confirm I was not the reason you came up with this crazy-ass rumor, because please, I do not want the people, in, I don't want Gato coming at me. If I see him at Royal Quest, like, why are you starting this? And I'm like, but it wasn't me. I was I was trying to think, and someone on the internet decided to take my comments way out of context. Out of context. You you literally said Tony Khan was taking all the people you love away I, from But I didn't say Tony Khan was trying to buy New Japan. <laughs> that was the next step. They, they just took you. They they went on they your line. Talent. Let's take the company. Exactly. <laughs> I didn't realize I was so influential that I could start this rumor. So you know what? Yeah, I'll take I'll I'll take responsibility. That's fine. That is fine. Nk, question for you: mm-hmm. What do you think New Japan Pro Wrestling would look like with Tony Khan as the owner? Um, not great. If I'm being honest, I, I'm a big fan of Tony Khan. I like Tony Khan for what he's done for Western wrestling. But I think um, the hands of New Japan is should stay in Japan. Um, at the end of the day, he's a Western promoter booking a Western company for Western television. And like, it's a lot deeper than just like putting matches together. There's a whole culture. There's a whole history. What? There's a whole culture. There's a whole history. You know what I'm saying? So um, that's value background. One sec. 
but yeah, yeah, I understand. I, I think that there is kind of going to be the people that that uh, come up with the contrarian argument of why it would be a good thing. There's some there's some stuff that, you know, yeah. New Japan already does that Tony Khan would be good at. Yeah. Ergo, Gato doesn't like to book women and neither does Tony Khan. But Gato so, so. has a slight excuse that there are at, like New Japan, like they, Stardom is Stardom, and in the Japan shows, New Japan is a male roster. No, there, so, there's actually been reports that Gato does not like women wrestling. He that's why New Japan doesn't have that. Mm. It, it is that it's separated, and he's fine to book New Japan because he doesn't like. And that's that is why that that all that reports came out after he gave Tam Nakano and Kyrie five minutes at the Tokyo Dome. Yeah, yeah, that I was love the idea that this stemmed from like someone found Gato's diary entry from like twenty years ago. Dear diary, I hate women's wrestling. <laughs> but yeah. I think Tony Khan, you know, just stick to AW. And if he wants to buy, you know, some indie promotions in America, that's one thing. But leave my New Japan alone. Leave make, leave New Japan to be New Japan. Now, here's a controversial pick. If they want to give Gato the book boot as a booker, then, you know, hey. But who's going to take over? Hey, get someone new. I think I think, I think, think the Gato era needs to come to an end. That's that's my controversial take. Wow. The Gato yeah, is- it? The three of us can go and we'll be the bookers for New sure. Japan. Sure, why not? Why not? We can book New Japan. Don't worry. I mean, I mean you know Sonata's took over when um, Sonata breaks Okada's 720-day reign. <laughs> Sorry, no, you know that I'm in charge when Taichi breaks that reign. <laughs> exactly. When Taichi's IWGP World oh, yeah. Champion, everybody's going to be like, well, Sonata's in charge this that, today. No, we need that simultaneously with Doki as junior champion. Oh. <laughs> Just <laughs> five guys. Need- Golden supremacy, <laughs> and I put Rapongi 3K back together, show and yoga back together. That's when you know that I've taken over. And House of Torture would be broken up, yeah. To be fair, I think most people would probably not just me, that would just be my booking, yeah. <laughs> yes, this would this would be pretty much everyone's booking, but yes, it was a very interesting rumor that came up about Tony Khan purchasing uh New Japan Pro Wrestling after he said their new era in AEW will start at Wrestle Dream. Uh, Wrestle Dream will have already aired for you guys if you're listening to this uh by the time that we're out but we're recording this before wrestle dream so we might have a little bit of predictions for that in a little bit but we're gonna start off the proper podcast here talking about the last big show from new japan pro wrestling destruction in kobe it was on september 24th 2023 from kobe uh it was a 10 i think yeah 10 match card from new japan pro wrestling rare that they have that many uh matches but i thought this was overall a very good show very uh of course, with the main event being the most noteworthy of all of them. So, so we'll save that to the end here. But overall thoughts, Sanal, on this Destruction in Kobe show. God damn it, Uncle Mogu. <laughs> That's, That's all you got to say. I mean, I mean, we're going to talk about Suji and Osprey basically just like owning it and basically just like blowing the socks off everyone and like match of the year contender and all that. But I mean, I feel like that's like a universal thing from this show. However, it just seems like I'm the only one that has been so distraught 
because I mean I watched the last two days I watched like bits of it and seeing Uncle Noble coming out in Bullet Club and their pants and I just feel like this is one of the biggest I mean you know like you see on Twitter the biggest anime betrayals this should be classed as that Damn you, Uncle Nobu. Uh, yes, Yoshinobu Katamaru turning and betraying just five guys to make them once again just four guys wow. as he joined wow. with House of Torture. And I, I really... Hey, they, they, they're now teasing it. Yeah, they teased they were going to say it on the uh, recent Road to Destruction uh, tour, but I believe they, they they're just prolonging. Today yeah, they're they pro said they're prolonging it because they want to sell some more just four guys merch. Sanal, that's why. I'll they take got, you know, I will buy it all off Taka if he's got some left. I'll take it all. I don't mind. There you go. Taka, hook it up, hit up Sanal, Sanal's life on YouTube, all that good stuff. But yeah, uh, talking about that one moment, of course, Sanal bringing up the KOPW 2023 <laughs> Provisional Championship matchup, which saw a show defeat Taichi in large part to Yoshinabu Katamaro turning on just five guys and joining up with House of Torture. The match has been universally uh, panned itself, but the turn has been definitely noteworthy and talked about a lot. NK, what do you think about Uncle Nobu joining up with House of Torture and continuing to heat up this whole feud between just four guys now and House of Torture? I'm... I don't know. Do you know what? House of Torture, right? They've become less unbearable. I don't like them. But they're like less unbearable. So oh, I can tolerate you on my TV, you know, or my laptop screen. Um, just do you know what? I do like just four guys more than just five guys. I, I do like, I don't know, just four guys just rings with the bell better. Um, in terms of I don't know what he's gonna add to House of Torture um as a whole. Um, you know, I, I mean, you know what, this is a weird switch, but you know, if they could if they switched a member, like if they got if they if um just four guys got um show instead, you know, do a little trade-off, you know, you know it could work one for yeah, one, you know. Show wrestle properly again. Yeah, you know, what, that what a world. I but I don't really have any bad expectations for this. I just think this would be something to keep a lot of the guys busy, but I don't know. I don't really have any mad expectations because House of Torture aren't an act that I'm overly fond of. And just five guys are pretty cool. Um, but, well, no, nah, just four guys are pretty cool. But, like, I don't see, like, um, the big addition making a massive change to House of Torture, if I'm being honest. I don't see anything drastic happening there. So I think it will just be House of Torture doing House of Torture shenanigans. Yeah, I feel like this is leading to Uncle Nobu doing less wrestling and yeah. more more spitting of alcohol and, yeah, hitting people with the alcohol bottle. More shenanigans like we see from House of Torture. And honestly, I think the number one reason this whole move was made is so that uh, show had a tag team partner in the junior tag league. I really feel that's the only reason they did that because, yeah. because just for our guys, you can do Taka. Taka with but I also think it could be um, obviously hinting at whoever maybe this new addition could be if and we like I put on social media a lot of people said maybe Uomara and to have Uomara come in in place of Uncle Nobu rather than Taka Michinoku I think it makes more sense to have him come in that dramatic way because no offense if you get rid of Taka Michinoku it's not while it's while it's a big thing 
we do love Taka on this podcast. Yes. The impact that that Uncle Nobu can have in a match, so like he did with that one, and even with what he'll do with it's a lumberjack one, isn't it? Still. Yeah, the evil banana match. That he can help more with them is going to be more than if you have Taka go. And obviously, if you kept Uncle Nobu in and then you had a new addition, what is it? Just six guys? Like Taka's going to need more merch. Well, no, no. You just add one more person to make it uh, just five guys. I'm talking about for the junior tag league, it's Taka and Doki because I think Euromora is going to be a heavyweight. If it's Euromora so who's... Yeah, if if Ren Narita is a heavyweight, Sanal, then you and Yurimura is a heavyweight. We've said that that was a wrong decision on New Japan's booking. I have continuously said it, and I feel like I will continuously continue to say it. So I don't think you're wrong. So with Yurimura like coming back, like, where does like where do we see him being featured? Because obviously we're going to talk about Suji later, who's like just come back on like a house on fire we know they have big plans for shoot show our um you know ren narita is still up in the air where do you like where do you think Romora comes back into this whole picture this whole scene now where does he fit in because they've named themselves the three musketeers are we doing like the four basket that because he's clearly somebody that's i think a revenge arc maybe Mm, the whole sense that he's been forgotten about talking about because he never really said he was never coming back to new japan yeah. So why did New Japan, when he obviously wasn't there, suddenly start this Three Musketeers? Like, obviously, yeah. we've not, I don't think we've had a Four Musketeers, but the fact that they are a class and they've left Uemura, that could be a very good angle, especially considering if he'd been just five guys with guys like Sanada and Taichu also had that, like, black sheep upbringing, you know, where they weren't mm-hmm. yeah. the dojo and things like that. So then he would, and same with Doki, actually. So they could be like that. Same with Taka. That's why Taka yeah, had to Taka- make his own promotion. <laughs> the outside the faction, you know what I mean? The one who yeah. take the one with the chip on their shoulder. I think that'd be the best route rather than trying to fit into the three musketeers. Yeah, I I think so. I you convinced me that you are more joining up with just uh five guys makes a lot of sense because of that, because they have that kind of theme of kind of being passed over or the guys that were like the leftovers from Suzuki goon and all their individual kind of being passed over black sheep type stories. It works with you Mora and your Mora will immediately have a role. And you also, it create kind of uh, a ways for just five guys to feud with a uh, home tie or feud with Los Inconopolis de Japón where you have that direct matchup of Uemura going at it with one of the three musketeers. Could we maybe have, if Uemura were saying heavyweight which probably you, like seems right Taichi and Uemura for like World Tag League maybe? Could do that. If they're not, if they're yeah, if they're going to keep Sonata and Naito out of the, the tournament then yeah, you probably want to do like Taichi and Uemura, that makes sense because they're both heavyweights. And then you could do Taka and, and Doki in the, in the Super Junior Tag League and everybody's represented well so a lot of different directions they can go but that wasn't the only stuff that went down at destruction in kobe uh the first match you had uh the bullet club war dogs drilling maloney and clark connors getting the win over kevin knight and tiger max six minutes 57 seconds with the uh full clip 
Second match, you had the aforementioned just five guys, Takami Shinoku, Doki, and Sonata getting a win over Dick Togo, Yujiro Takahashi, and Evil of House of Torture. Eight minutes, 32 seconds, and a rarity, Sonal. We saw Takami Shinoku score the win on Dick Togo, a battle of Kayentai, as Taka got the pin with the Mishinoku driver. I think it's been years since I saw Taka hit the Mishinoku driver to get the win. That's one for the history books. That's Taka Taka Michinoku making history again. Like, I mean, honestly, it was it was the match itself because it's House of Torture. But yeah, the fact Taka got the win that's that is the highlight. Noteworthy, just for that alone. <laughs> Uh, third match on the card, it was five on five, 10 man tag. You had the Gorillas of Destiny, Jado, El Fantasmo, Hikaleo, Tangaloa, and Tamatanga versus the Bullet Clubs, David Finley, Chase Owens, Alice Coglin, Gabe Kidd, and Gato. Tamatanga scoring the win over Gato with the gun stun, 10 minutes, 12 seconds. Then you had a junior heavyweight tag team matchup, Yo and Leo Rush picking up the victory over Los Inganables, Deha Pones, Bushi, and Hiromu Takahashi. Leo Rush scoring the win on Bushi with final hour. Nine minutes, 14 seconds, continu continuing this rivalry. I just think that Leo Rush and Hiromu just have amazing chemistry together. And I watched their uh, Road to Destruction matchup, which we'll bring up in a little bit. And just anytime they're in the ring together, you just have to watch. You have to pay attention. If you're doing something at the same time you're watching, you usually put that thing down when they're in the ring together. They just have that it factor chemistry together, it seems. And they saw it here it, in this match. And it also works that Hiromu's full-on baby faceness allows Leo Rush to play on his heel stuff. Allows also allows chaos. So we can see Yo sort of leading in the tag matches and um, leo's been teaming with guys like okada who we've seen the heelish streak sort of with dick okada leo rush is a really good opponent for hero when like we're going to talk about in the road to shows he brings something fresh out of Hiromu we've not seen in a while like that like the same sort of passion and like energy that desperado used to bring out of him do you know what i mean that he suddenly yeah. becomes wild and like confused and he doesn't know what to think of leo and i think that's hiromu's not had that in a few of his past recent defenses i think this is quite nice yeah i was gonna say i i compare a little bit to his his chemistry with dragon lee where you mm. have that that wildness and that speed the pace that they go is just insane and unlike anyone in wrestling when they go at it. And it's really kind of like the new age, like state of the art junior yeah. heavyweight wrestling. And I think it's one of the matchups that hasn't been run to the ground as well. I think yeah. like they're still, even though they've had like um, a rivalry in the face of a few times, like we've seen Hiromu Despi a million times. We've seen Hiromu and a lot of these guys like, consecutively so like leo rush is always in like an x factor and i say i say pull the trigger on leo rush i think what the junior well i mean what new japan needs as a whole is just like a fresh coat of paint and obviously they're trying to give hiromu like his one historic run because he's never had like that um sustained run but yeah. i think once that's done i think spice up the title picture like put on some and i mean that's why people were kind of craving for master wow at some point as well because it's like it's he's a new because yeah. <laughs> he's, he, he's a new addition to that division where that division's been like 
the same revolving door for a long period of time now. And Leo, because he's, you know, in and out of the company, even though he's faced a lot of these guys, the matchups are still fresh because he hasn't had the prolonged tenure that a lot of these other guys have had. So, yeah, I think that's why that's why the Hiromu and Leo matches always have that little je ne sais quoi to them. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. But this is like, this feels like the first junior rivalry in a while that they have like made a rivalry. It feels like since like, since Osprey and Hiromu. Mm-hmm. Back like three years ago, that was like the last time. And you know, you've had Hiromu and Desperado the last couple of years, but those are really just been if one of them has the junior title or if one of them is in a tournament. This feels like a focus, like a whole year that's really yeah. focused because they had the match in the New Japan Cup, that had the match in the Best of Super Juniors tournament, and now they're on their way to a three-way matchup. So it feels like a prolonged feud between two junior heavyweights. And it'll be interesting to see what Mike Bates, obviously, he's not on the road two shows, but it'll be nice because that is, like NK said, bringing another, and not fresh face in wrestling, but a fresh face into New Japan. And for the future, building up, like, even in, like, Tag League or something, bringing, in, like, because I think I may have mentioned, like, oh, I'd love to see Mao and Despi, but remember, Mao and Mike Bailey is a solid team as well. So you're... By having Mike Bailey in this town match as well, you're also putting bringing another person in that could possibly going forward be at the top of the company at some point. Yeah, and either it's a guy that has uh, tremendous chemistry with both guys, as we saw in the Best of Super Junior tournament as well. So I'm very much looking forward to that three way, and we'll preview, give our predictions for that matchup at the end of the show. Uh, fifth match on Destruction in Kobe, you had Tomohiro Ishii and Kazuki Okada versus Zack Saber Jr. and Bad Dude Tito. Uh, 12 minutes, 15 seconds. Zack Saber Jr. getting the pin on Ishii. Uh, with the European clutch, but I felt like this was the matchup on this card that exceeded the expectations the most. And nine, uh, n- I would say ninety percent of that came down to Bad Dude Tito. Bad Dude Tito knew he was across the ring from Ishii, someone he's wanted to face for a long time, and the top guy in New Japan in Kashiko Okada, and he showed out. This was probably the best performance I've seen from Bad Dude Tito in a New Japan ring. I think he's massively underrated. Like, I know going into the match, I was like, ah, well, he's going to get pinned, isn't he? And I feel like 99% of fans watching probably thought that as well. But what was nice is it was the interaction between all of them. Like, they all work really well. And it's building a story going forward. Again, with the Never titles, although they are three very strong champions, I think it's a not common thing that okada doesn't really care about the belt like he could easily leave it somewhere and he wouldn't realize until he saw ishii in the ring and he's like wait you're holding the belt i feel like something's missed ah it's my belt but having a group like tmdk who although they're quite new in sense of new japan are very strong and are legitimate contenders for this title no matter what trio they decide to bring out yeah, and they're I guess they're they're catching in on an opportunity already because they're on the zero hour for AEW Wrestle Dream against the acclaimed and daddy ass for the AEW trios championship. Uh what do you think about Bad Dude Tito showing out against Ishii and Okada on this show? And what do you think about TMDK possibly going for the never six man tag team titles in the future, NK? 
Um, I thought I feel like um bad bad Tito um showing out on this match is a is a good um stand puts him in a good standing. It's just how much do not only does Okada how much does Okada care about the New Japan um open point titles, how much do New Japan care about those titles? Because it feels like yeah, there's been a sustained push for them, but that's based off who's champion right now. Yeah. If when you know when Okada Ishii when they eventually use those titles, what next? At what happens next? And and that's the fear for this title. And is that push going to be sustained? With TMDK, I think they're all very, all of them are super talented people. But is there a ceiling for them? In the sense where, like we we just we discussed this podcast, uh, we discussed this earlier on the show about you know Tony Card by uh, New Japan. You know that's realistically that's not going to be a thing. But the idea of Zack Sabre Junior to AW. Sounds like a possibility. And without Zach, what does TMDK look like? Let's just entertain the possibility that let's say Zach isn't here a year from now, right? What does that look like? And I feel like without Zach, do they get the same sustained push? That doesn't mean they're not talented, but does Gado who or whoever's in charge of the booking look as them look at them as favorably without their main leader? Um so those are interesting questions you have to ask in terms of how far can they go. Um, but if Zach's still in the fray, then I, I still, even if Zach's still in the fray, I still feel like there's a ceiling. The ceiling is probably higher, um, and maybe we might see. You know, I could definitely see Tito as somebody. Um, you know, Eddie Kingston has got an um, never open title. He's, he, I could definitely see him in that picture. You know. Could I see him as the US as as the US or UK champion now that Will Ospreay's get um you know, rebranded that title. Potentially. But there needs to be a lot of groundwork covered before we get to that place. Because I feel what they're doing right now is trying to, like, mould the UK-US title into that um, IC title replacement. So, we'll see. We'll see how, how how that goes. But so far, he's doing everything in his power to make himself notable, noticeable. And he's definitely been noticed. And in regards to AEW, um, it's funny Seeing Team DK go against Billy Gunn, <laughs> I can't laugh. <laughs> That's one of those wild bingo matches that you'd never predict. Um, and, and I hope they get a good reception. When when New Japan stars come to AEW and stuff like that, I mean, most AEW fans know, but I always want the New Japan guys to get the reception they deserve. Because um, you know how, um, you know, some of these crowds can be in the in the West. So I always want them to go out and make a good account for themselves. I don't expect them to have... Um, uh, a massive ovation, but just you know, um, get some love over them and get some love in Seattle. Yeah, usually the the top guys do, but you always kind of wait and see when it comes to kind of guys who are underneath the like the top main eventers from New Japan. So I'm interested to see how TMDK gets a good reception or not at Wrestle Dream. Uh, but Continuing on, sixth match on Destruction in Kobe was the aforementioned show versus uh, Tai Chi. Won't talk about that anymore to give uh, Pinal PTSD. <laughs> uh, I mean, I mean, generally, no, but it's not even the Uncle Nobis and I give you that match itself was awful. <laughs> it was awful. not a good match. Not a good match at all. No. Like if, you, if you've not watched it and you want to see why I'm so heartbroken, just like skip down to like the last two minutes where you see Uncle Nobu coming and it's fine. You've not the match itself, like, just no, just you don't need it. 
You can you can see the social media clip for all of that. Yeah. You don't need to watch the whole match. Even that, you don't even have to watch. Just watch the Noble bit because I swear the match had nothing of any significance. Yes, and you will probably cool. have a much better life without it. <laughs> just keep your view of Tai Chi's King of Pro Wrestling title. Just go and watch his last one. This Don't let this loss taint that very good reign. Let me also know this thing. What do you want for... If I was to say, okay... Um, a two-year plan for Tai Chi, right? Two years is enough time. What, 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 what would be your desired outcome for Tai Chi? I know, I know, you can't say main event of Wrestle Kingdom. I think I just want to see him in like a good singles title. Like I know he's at the King of Pro Wrestling, but yeah. I feel like that is still gimmicky and still pushing. Since say, obviously the formative years of Suzuki Gun. Tai Chi has proved he's a very good wrestler. Yeah. And I want, like, we all love his Holy Emperor gimmick. He takes his pants off. It's great. But I want people to start seeing him as a legitimate good wrestler. Because he, mm. like, okay, he's not Okada or Osprey. But even in, like, the G1, he put on some amazing matches with some of the best guys. Like, one of my favorites in the G1 was Osprey versus Tai Chi. I want him to. Continue obviously with just five guys. I think that he always works better with a team, but just work on himself to get him. Because this whole, I like the YouTube gimmick. I think it's great, mm-hmm. and he could really tie that into him. But I just want him to be able to shine with his wrestling because yeah. he's a very good wrestler. Would you say would this is a comparison? Would you want him to like be like a Mister G One, like someone like Hiroki Goto was in the past? Or ECE, or is that? Yeah. No. I, I, I think one day I like a few years ago, I might have said, Oh, I'd love him to be compared to Ishii and Goto, but okay. we've seen the root of Ishii and Goto's. It's like it's yeah, you just die whenever you see it. Like, yeah, Goto is still technically in his prime, and so is Ishii. And they but you can tell that there is no outlook for them winning, yeah. But but I think that I think I think that's a good comparison for Tai Chi. Unfortunately, I'm I'm sorry. Hope for him. Okay. Okay. I don't want it. I'm gonna be realistic. I'm sorry. I think Tai Chi is on that level with Goto and Yoshihashi. Of when I think of the New Japan roster, those are the guys I think of when I think of if they're in there with somebody great, they could probably get up to that level and have a great matchup. But if they're in there with someone like an evil or someone yeah. a little bit slower, like maybe uh, maybe like the lower tier, like a Hikaleu of the of the G1, they're not going to have a good matchup. And I'm not I don't even want to see it because I know it's not going to be good. That's what I think of Tai Chi. I think Tai Chi has way more charisma. Then yeah. Goto and Yoshihashi. Put some respect on the Holy Emperor. That that's what that's what separates him from them. But I don't think that his work is ever going to get him to like that upper echelon or even the level just above that, just below, but just below the main event scene of like the upper cards of like the Ishii's, Yoshiko yeah. Takagi's. Those are the guys that you put them in there with anybody, and they could probably have a great matchup. That's the difference between that level and the level just below, which I think is Taichi, Goto, Yoshiyasu. Well, that's why I like I'm side with NK said, like, I'm not seeing Tai Chi in the main event. I'm not seeing him with the heavyweight title as much yeah. as that's like a dream. But give him a shot at the U- UK, US title, whatever. Yeah. If CG decides to bring back the Intercontinental title, give him a shot of that. Give him never again. Like, he works. Yeah. 
instead of a G1, like a New Japan Cup would be yeah. like, yeah. That's that you can see that for some because that's never like the big yeah thing. So give him something because I think from like when I started watching New Japan, fans shouting and chanting Taichi to go home, and now he's one of the most popular ones. I think like he's naturally just become popular in a way that New Japan probably didn't expect, which is why just five guys became a thing because they realized they could no longer book Taichi as this dastardly heel when everyone was obsessed with him. Uh, but I mean, Taichi is not it's not a spring chicken either, so I don't But he's don't not know. Tanahashi though, is he? <laughs> no. This is this is true. He is not Tanahashi's got a title and he's I mean, but, but I mean you, you said he's not Tanahashi, but I mean wait, let me just look up Tanahashi's age again because I just looked up Tai Chi's age and I'm like, well, he's not too far off. He, tai Chi's 43. Tadahashi's 46. Yeah. But let's put him in the like Kojima range because Kojima's winning top titles and he's in good condition. I think Tai Chi's in a pretty decent condition like Kojima. Well, Tai Chi also didn't win all the biggest titles in Japan when he was younger. We spoke about this. Tai Chi had a very tough career. Okay, came in, no one wanted him. He got beaten up by all of his mentors. All right, all right. You never I'm, went I'm, to the I'm, dark side. I'm I'm done needling your your love of Tai Chi. Next match on destruction in Kobe. Seventh match was IWGP Tag Team Championships. You had the aforementioned Yoshihashi and Hiroki Goto making their second defense. Uh, Bishamon against TMDKs, Shane Hayes and Mikey Nichols. This match went 12 minutes, 29 seconds. Uh, uh, Yoshihashi getting the win with the crucifix bomb on Mikey Nichols to retain the IWGP Tag Team Championships. But I was kind of let down by this matchup. I felt like this matchup was good, but it was just like I wanted a little bit more. And especially because I was disappointed by the result because this is the third opportunity for TMDK this year at the Tag Team Championships. And you have them lose again? And they don't even lose from Bishamon's main move? They lose because of Yoshihashi's, like, secondary finisher? It's like... Damn, y'all, y'all, y'all don't got no love for TMDK. I, my issue comes, and I think TMD is TMDK is a great team. Shane and uh, Mikey are great. It's Bishamon, isn't it? I don't think they've got the same connect. Like, I love TMDK, but even me, I would much rather see, even though Goto seems to be injured like, all the time, I'd rather see Yoshihashi and Goto hold these belts. And remember, it's the 100th champions next. They're not going to have the 100th champions go to Mikey Nichols and Shane Hayes. That is true. That is true. Yeah. <laughs> but, who, but, but, but who is what? Because right now I'm struggling to see who is worthy of that 100 championship. The Aussie Open, I'd say. But I mean, I don't think that's going to happen because I don't know what Tony Khan, you know, bringing back to Tony Khan. It's not going to let him go to World Tag League, is he? No. No. So... Tony Khan's been very stringent with like who he lets go to Japan right now. And I think... Um, with the plans he has for Aussie Open in AEW, it's like I, I don't know. So it's like, and that's the thing. That's the since Aussie Open left the New Japan, um, like I've I I I wanted them to stay in New Japan for a bit longer. I think the AEW move was inevitable. Mm. Um, I think on it, like that's the place where a lot of guys are just gonna go, which I think is truly unfortunate. 
Um, but I, I, I think that it's like been a common thing with New Japan. Not, I mean, obviously AEW is new, but I think there's always a case that Gaijins were inevitably going to go. Yeah. Somewhere yeah. else, and it's still yeah. going to carry on. Yeah, for sure. Um, but now I'm like, I'm looking at the tag division. I'm like, okay, you got Bishimon, you got Team DK, and then it's do like, we, do we bring back Tamara and Tangaloa? Oh. I think, I think, I think we are bringing back God at uh, in the World Tag League. I, I don't care for God I, in, in 2023. I, I, I don't. I couldn't. I honestly any. feel like they might. They are favorite to win the World Tag League. <laughs> I feel then, like I feel yeah. like it would work because I think when we spoke about this that Tangalo is showing in the G1 maybe showed that he's not destined for singles success yeah. or singles run. But I feel like it would be a waste to let Tangaloa go and just do nothing. And him and his brother, yeah, it's been a while, but I feel like put them back together and we could because I know NK, you said like you don't feel anything, and I get it. Because I feel like 2023 God is not giving us anything. Yeah. But I don't know. Separate God from Hontai. Give them a bit of an edge back. Bring back the brothers. Have them compete with ELP and Hikaleo at Tag League, and maybe that could bring again some more life and bring that. Because God, I think they'll always work well as a tag team. They're brothers. Like it's a thing. If you need a solid team, one that is loved and one who could win the hundreds just because their history is tag team champions god would be a safe shot if we can't get us well, what are we thinking about i know war dogs got the um strong title but what we think about war dogs not yet not, not yet AP not for the tag not for the iwgp tag team mm. title. i think gorillas of destiny they're not going to win world tag league i think they mm. will probably be the team that war dogs yeah. drops the strong titles to Mm-hmm. I think if Gabe Kidd was maybe with someone else, I could maybe... Coglin's not yet at that point. And I think we pointed this mm-hmm. out with G1. He is quite significantly lower in how he's presenting himself compared to Gabe Kidd. I got the team. I got the team. It was Sanal that put them together. And we've seen on, Destru- on Road to yes. Destruction them do their oh. first guy team match together. Shingle Takagi Yoda. and Yoda Suji. Yeah, I forgot about that. Ooh. Imagine yeah. them versus Bishamon. That would be a fantastic Ooh. Tokyo Dome tag team be. title match. Because that gives listen the the I have the same way. So now is on justice for Tai Chi. I am on justice <laughs> for Shingle. Like I am, I am on justice. Like we need the justice, and we need it now. Um, yeah, like the him. Because I think it's not just him not winning the like, not being in the main event scene. Like, he's doing much about nothing right now. Um, and yeah, him and Suji, one, it still keeps Suji hot, which Suji's on just been, we're going to get to it, but Suji's been incredible. This is comeback. Um, and then it, it'd be a, a massive reward um, for them. And also keeps LIJ hot because. Got no tag team at the moment. Yeah, they ain't got a tag team. So it's like, you know, no. we know what Naito's. Um, doing he just won the G1 call, but you know, yeah, like, well, even Naito when he was in tag world tag league or in any sort of tag thing, they it just never fitted in my it just yeah. felt a bit weird, yeah. It felt like I'm just doing this because I don't have anything else that better yeah. than you. He never took off the shirt, yeah. He never, he never even took off the shirt, so it was it's automatically whenever Naito doesn't take off the shirt, it's just like this match doesn't matter to me, yeah. He's like, I'm bored today. Didn't want to do anything. They said I could either wrestle or do commentary or just sit in the back. And I thought, and I, might as well get paid. 
he was like, I don't want to talk. So I decided to wrestle. <laughs> Speaking of Shingo Takagi, he was on the eighth match on Destruction in Kobe. 12 minutes, 27 seconds, getting the victory over Great Okan. And this might have been Great Okan's best match in quite some time. This was hard hitting. This was like the never open weight style that, you know, Shingo Takagi or Tomohiro Ishii, your Hiroki Goto's kind of specialize in. But uh, Great Okan kind of met him there. It was very aggressive, very kind of gritty throughout the matchup, pushing his face into the ground and doing all types of stuff to get in Shingo's head. And Shingo basically had to pull out Last of the Dragon kind of out of nowhere to pick up the victory here. But a strong win for Shingo. Uh, you know, we just talked about the possibility of Shingo and Yodosuji going for the tag team titles. But I think they get there via World Tag League. You still have Okan and Cobb. Sorry, I wanted to bring that up. Okan and Cobb is, an is, a, is another good yeah, those are those are other good options there. I feel but... like I forget. I just had to interject because you was mentioned like tag team. I was like, wait, no, because I think Okan could maybe maybe singles action isn't for him. Maybe tag team is the way for him to go. Maybe, maybe, but Shingo Takagi picking up the win here made me think he might be the person that's going to challenge the winner of Tamatanga versus David Finley at Ria Goku. So what do you think? Do you think Sanal, what did you think about the matchup? And do you think Shingo might be next in line for the never open weight title? I mean, yeah, it was a good match. One of Oka's best. Um, I feel like Shingo could, but I sort of, I was, it, I guess we guessed the result, but it's like, like with Jeff Cobb, what is next for Okan? Like, I feel like he just keeps picking up loss after loss after loss, which is why I sort of maybe pointed that tag team wrestling could be a thing because I was disappointed. Yeah, Okan, we saw the best of Okan and he wasn't messing about and he was serious. But are you telling me now what are you going to do with him now that you know that even his best is not good enough? That is a good point. That is a good point. Justice for Okan. Justice for Okan. Justice for mm -hmm. Okan here. And justice for Shingo for NK. So yeah, justice for Shingo. What do you think about Shingo being next in line for the never openweight title, NK? Um... He better win. He better win. Like, I'm, I'm tired of seeing Shingo get pinned. Like, you better win. Will he win? I don't know. Probably not. But, probably you not. know, probably not. But, Gato, there's blood on your hands. There's blood on your hands, Gato. I'm tired. I'm tired. I'm sick of it. I'm sick of it. It's just like, it's just like, it's just like I'm just watching Shingo. I'm like, ah, I remember the good old days. 2020, the pad, you know, I remember the good old days. Yeah, the world was, we were all locked indoors, but I was locked indoors watching Shingo as world champion. <sighs> good days, good times. Good times. <laughs> the pandemic was awful, but it's fine because it was the one time Shingo got to shine. Yeah. I feel like I feel like that Dexter's Laboratory meme where he just has like, the photo of the thing on the locker room. I just have a photo of Shingo in my locker room, like oh. good old days holding that IWGP World Heavyweight Championship. Uh, but we used to be a country. We used to be a nation. Sad. <laughs> He might not be the only LIJ member that has held that title after January 4th. 
because the ninth match on Destruction in Kobe saw the leader, Tensuyo Naito, picking up a win over Jeff Cobb. 14 minutes, 17 seconds. I like this matchup because it felt like a worthy kind of sequel to their G1 matchup where Jeff Cobb was very cocky throughout, posing, doing Naito's moves at certain points. Uh, Naito eventually was able to fight from underneath, overcome, hit back-to-back Destinos to pick up the victory here. I was kind of surprised that it didn't get that much time being under uh, 15 minutes here. So I was surprised by the time here. And what do you, 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 you asked a question about what's next for great Ocon, but what's next for Jeff Cobb after another big loss here in the semi-main event against Naito, who retained his opportunity for the Tokyo Dome. So now. I mean, yeah, it was a good match. It's another thing like, because I think, was it Ocon and Cobb who had the title, the tag titles together? And then they last lost it after one, that for one it's week. like, yeah, I feel like and Cobb are two of the guys who are very much going to be the future of the foreigners. If, for example, like, for example, if we lose, NK spoke about it, he went, if TMVK loses Zach, we're going to struggle to find someone to put on the top as a leader. Whereas if Osprey goes, which again, don't want it, Tony Khan have said this, this was a, there was a whole episode about it, but if Osprey did go, you could potentially have Cobb leading the Japan base, or Osprey leaving, I mean, or a Hanari leaving, like leading the Japan base. So they are two very strong, especially with Cobb. I mean, I guess if he's going to get another loss, Naito, who is going to main event Tokyo Dome, I guess it's better than somebody else. But what? What are you going to do, Cobb? Well, what's next? Because, I mean, at Royal Quest, we'll speak about this. He's in a tag match. Which, like, fair, starts not building it. Well, it might build something, but because I think Tanahashi in the match. Tanahashi's in the match, so maybe never six man. But the potential that Cobb has, I don't want to, and put it as NK said, put him in a, like, position where he's always doing good matches with the best people, but aside from that, nothing is happening. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like this year has been a little bit better for him as far as like you know he had the rivalry with Zack Saber Jr. over the TV title. He, he had the he had a spotlight on Dynamite against Kenny Omega. He lost which he lost. Uh, he had his little this little program with Naito. And he lost which he lost. But <laughs> but he's being spotlighted, so it's not gonna be that much of a stretch if he starts to pick up Wait, big wins. Cops thing. Um, he's getting a spot. No, he lost, but he's getting the spotlight. He, so Jeff fine. Cobb. Jeff Cobb is NJPW's Brian Cage. He's here. He's here to get spotlighted in singles oh. matches that he loses. Big powerful guy who's who always loses. spotlighted in singles matches and loses. Brian Cage, Jeff Cobb. I mean, like, I think it was the right decision. Like, there was no way they're ever going to, in the next few years, have Cobb main eventing Wrestle Kingdom. But I just feel like, well, why didn't they have something? I don't I don't know where to go from this. Like, frustration, like, NK's big frustration for Shingo. But, like, this year for me, it's 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 Cobb. Yeah. Like, I feel like he's just such a strong worker and... While, like, I get Ishii and go to a member calling on in age so they might not get, like, the big opportunity, Cobb is at his prime. There is nothing that man cannot do. How are you going to tell me that, that this man has not had a title? I mean, 
a title for a significant time. He hasn't yeah. had a title since becoming a New Japan talent because yeah. people yeah. tend to forget his never open weight run was, was when, when he was, was an ROH guy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I feel like with Cobb, it's not even just the title, it's like I feel I feel when we go back to guys like Ishii, Hiroki Goto of like you know, like the twenty um, the mid twenty tens, at least those guys were guys that beat prominent guys. Like they I remember Ishii's wins over Kenny Omega were like, whoa. Hiroki Goto was a constant like factor in the G one. He'd win it but never like, you know, cash it in, but he'd be beating top guys to get to those positions. And it's I feel like the problem with um a lot of these guys, these guys in the peripherals where it's, whether it's Cobb, whether it's whether it's a Tai Chi, so on and so forth, is that they don't have enough major wins as well. It's like they'll get to these positions, have great matches with these guys, but then lose. And it's just like they 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 almost treat like feeders for these guys. And like I'll with with the title scene being what it is in New Japan, the titles are scarce. So I understand that Cobb isn't champion now. I could, there's like 10 guys we could probably say should be IWGP US champion at least, right? And only one person can be champion at a time. So my issue isn't necessarily that he's not champion, but I give him some wins. I give him a feud with someone. Like, have him and, okay, Naito are building up for Wrestle Kingdom. That's fine. Okada's got this going. But, like, have him gain some wins or traction. Heck, you're not doing much with the young line. I mean, the, the, the other musketeer guys have Rendery a feud with Cobb for a significant period of time have, and that, that would be a great way to get have Cobb gather some wins because hey Renneri is still a young guy but because if you put him against Suji he's gonna lose he's gonna lose that, that, I, yeah. I, I avoided show on Suji for a reason <laughs> he's he's gonna gonna give, him, give him Dorita he can win that one <laughs> give him Dorita and the, then you can you can tell a story of like you know David and Goliath, it's simple yeah. stuff, and then it gets you know Renderia over because Renderia is not doing much at the moment either. Like, I feel like strategic um, position of of guys is lacking right now in New Japan in terms of like okay, if this guy doesn't have a title, what are they doing? And for a lot of period, of, guys like Okada and EGE are just are like. They're established. You could put you, you could have them dancing and twirling like ballerinas in the ring. No, like they are who they are. They're established. They're too good to fail. But with guys where it's like, you know, they still need to prove something. This is where you start getting creative with your matchmaking. I think I think the biggest issue is that Cobb has wins over like Okada and Naito, but I never felt like after those wins they were the wins. I felt yeah. like there were wins. For those guys to get their wins back, which yeah. they all did. And the he beat Okada. Okada gets his win back a few months later. He beats Naito in the G1. Naito gets his win back right here. They don't let any of his wins just stand alone and breathe. They always they have his wins set up people. his win back. They put him with the people at the top of New Japan who they will not have lose, especially to someone like Cobb. Like like NK said, you put him against someone like Narita. Poor Narita being like a scapegoat is the only one who can get beaten. And someone like Taichi, those guys who, in New Japan's eyes, they'll give us probably as many losses too. Yeah. And have Jeff Cobb have a feud there to make it. like Ta Actually, Jeff Cobb versus Taichi makes sense. Like I think that'd be a decent feud. For sure. But the problem is, if you keep putting him against top guys like Okada, Naito, he's inevitably going to lose because New Japan love those top guys more than anything. And it also doesn't make sense because let's be honest here. He's had what, like four or five matches with Okada. 
maybe like three or four with Naito. Have any of those matches stayed in your memory more than Jeff Cobb versus Shingo Takagi at Wrestle Kingdom in 2021? Has any of those matches stayed in your memory than Jeff Cobb's matches with Tomohiro Ishii in like the G1 and stuff like that? No. So put him in there with those guys. Like it's pretty simple. Put him in like the never open weight division and let him flourish. Have those big man matches because those are the matches that have will stay in our memory more and that will elevate him due to him having those great matches. You're putting him in there with top guys where he's one not gonna win, and two, the matches are not as memorable as the matches against these guys. I think it also comes, and like you said, it's not memorable because. It's like a drop in the ocean for the Naito and Okada matches because Naito and Okada have some, some of the best matches against some of the top guys. And as good as Jeff Cobb is, his match is never going to be one that people remember. But put him with Ishii, Shingo, even though maybe Goto and Eddie Kingston in the future, guys similar in stance, similar in style and like career choice. And they will put on amazing matches for both of them, which makes it more memorable because you're like, wow, this is both guys one of their best matches, whereas Jeff Cobb's match with Okada or Naito is never going to be ever one of their top most memorable matches, which is why generally people end up forgetting about them. Very true, very true. But it's about that time we talk about the destruction in Kobe main event, IWGP United Kingdom United States Heavyweight Championship matchup. Will Ospreay making his first defense of his second reign against Yoda Suji. 27 minutes, 51 seconds. Will Ospreay picking up the win with the Stormbreaker. An absolutely phenomenal main event matchup. Will Ospreay once again proving himself to be one of, if not the best wrestler in the world, and definitely the best big match wrestler in the world. But Yoda Suji was kind of the talking point coming out of this because, like, Dominion was the arrival where we were like, whoa, okay, he's he's good. But this was the coming out party where we were like, Oh, he can have the New Japan epic main event. And he can go move for move with the guy with the best moveset in wrestling because Yoda Suji probably has the second best moveset in professional wrestling because he these some of these sequences you just have to see to believe. Yoda Suji reversing the Stormbreaker into a, a stunner was one of the craziest reversals I've ever seen. These two guys going back and forth, the, the tightrope act on the Spanish fly where they changed positions and Osprey hit the Spanish fly on him. And then the finishing sequence where he kicked out of the storm driver gets up, fires up, takes one more hidden blade. And then the storm breaker to lose Yoda Suji showed out and showed why we've had him at number one of our three musketeers ranking for the past few months. He did it again here. NK. And I think it is kind of a statement from new Japan that New Japan also has him number one in the Three Musketeers ranking because right now you have, we'll talk about what's going on on Road to Destruction with Shoto Amino and Ren Narita. They're in this best of seven six-man uh, series where they're going at it. They're the focused feud of that. While Yoda Suji's out here feuding with all the main eventers and working with the main eventers. 
That yeah. is levels to this, and you can tell New Japan is putting Suji on a higher level than the rest of the three Musketeers. Yeah, I'm um, I'm sure Sonal can agree with this as well. I, I'm someone who, well, um, can assess to this as well. I'm someone who's watched Suji when he was in Excursion, um, you know, in England. And just from my perspective, when I watched him, I was like, this guy's good. But I didn't, the pieces weren't all together. So when I, we were hearing, oh my God, like New Japan are high on this guy, I'm thinking... I don't know. I, I'm not really sure. I'm not really sure about this guy. I'll let you continue because I was in the UK last year and I went to a couple, I went to like two Rev Pro shows. And when I saw Suji and I heard all that stuff and I saw him work and I was just like, eh, he's, he's, he's about the same as Great Okan. He yeah. works like Great Okan. That's, That's how he was working in the UK. He really was working was like Great Okan. That, he was under that Legion and they, I hate to say, I hate to say it, but I'm going to say it. That's typical Japanese excursion style, like his ring gear and then coming out. His style, I guess, was pretty similar to what he's using now. But I think, yeah, like NK said here, the image wasn't right. And he was just, you were just like, God, they're giving him a stereotypical, like he was coming out in like Japanese ring gear. And it was very much contrasting to Shota, who at that time was coming out in the pink gear that we know now. And I think that's why we were like, is he really going to be up to the standard when he came back? But again, LIJ, the best thing that happened to him because he's literally couldn't be further from that Legion Suji that was in the UK. And now it's a goddamn star. From, from, from the moment he walks out with the hood and the smile, <laughs> it's just like... And then it's funny because I contract... Uh, this is kind of... I remember when um when New Japan did the um historic crossover. I think it was the, it was the it was the kind of the stardom and New Japan show, and um they had um what was it? It was Shota Mina versus Will Ospreay main event, and that's when we got that the Kenny Omega video package, and that match was really good. But then I'm comparing it to this match, and I'm like they've kind of given both guys like the similar trajectory in terms of all the similar platform, and it's crazy to see what yo uh, what Suji did with the platform that he got. And this isn't a slight on Shoto, who I'm still quite high on. But it's like, one, it felt like when they were pushing Shoto, it felt like, okay, this feels like a very controlled push. He's not all the way there yet, but he needs to put stuff together. It feels like Suji has got it all. Like, he, he's arrived. Like, he's here. And obviously, there's still stuff he can work on, but it just feels like Suji has come back from his excursion or just come back and just been like, yeah, like this is who I am. And it's just connected instantly. Could it be an age thing? I'm thinking back to people like, because Shoto is younger than me. So he came back above probably about 25 something. Yeah. And I'm comparing his return and Narita to Watos, but then comparing Suji's to someone like Jay White. And Jay yeah. White, I think was probably a similar age to Suji when he came back. And could it just be that that age... While they were similar time in the dojo, is that age slightly just giving Suji that more confidence, giving New Japan, New Japan's giving him more of a chance to have freedom mm. because like Jay, they're older, they trust him more, I guess, could you say? I don't know, I just see like with age-wise, the younger they come back, it seems like there is more of a teething problem that we see because yeah. like said, NK, you said, they pushed Shota exactly how they pushed Suji, it's just it's worked better. Similarly, they pushed Jay White straight up the bat and it worked a lot better than the younger guys who've come back from excursion. 
Well, like they, I, I feel like, yeah, it's probably closer to to Jay to Jay White, but it kind of feels more akin to when Hiromu or Okada came back from Excursion. Like it feels like that with Suji, where it's just like Jay White when they gave him the big push when he came back, it still felt like, yeah, he's a work in progress. They, they, they yeah. give you give it in the push because they want him to get there. Suji, it feels like they're giving him these opportunities because he's already ready. He's ready. We're just, we're just all like this matchup right here was like, okay, the next time he gets the title match, that should probably be the time he gets, he wins the championship. It was like, he's ready. He's, he's built for this. We need to see him more in these main event positions. We want to see him against Okada. We want to see him be the, probably be the guy who puts Tadahashi out to pasture. Like he seems like he is destined to be the Tokyo Dome main event for the next 10 years. That's how Suji impressed in this matchup. Dave Meltzer rated the matchup five stars uh it's will osprey's 29th five-star match and uh suji's first guys collecting the career. five stars like like he's going shopping he just like it's another one for me another one i for i have said i've said i said this on a couple of um true hill he i'll say it here i feel like now it's at the point that dave melter sees will osprey in a matchup and he just closes his eyes and rates it five stars can I, can I just three, you'll get this um, analogy. I hope NK does. You know, the NTAs, Anton Deck, always used to win like the best presenter, and they got yeah. to a point where they got bored of it because yeah. they got so many. Is Osprey just there? Like, oh, another five star? Yeah. Another, another five star. Uh, what about to Osprey now? It's like, I want that six. I want that six and that seven that Omega and Okada got. That's the one I need. Because he's, he's like, scared. he's like, I still don't got that seven, and yeah, he's like, I got, the, I got that six with Omega, and he did it with Naito. He was like, yeah, did it, did it with Naito, did it with Shingo. He's sick Damn, of the five stars it. now. He's like, I don't want to, I don't want the five stars. It's just boring now. Yeah. It's boring to him. But how dare you, Dave, rate the Marafuji matchup four and three quarters, and then rate this five stars? They're either that both Mara five Fuji stars, or the Mara. Match. I felt like the Marafuji match was better. That's just. It's different. It's different because yeah. bearing in mind you've got Suji here coming out and like a, such a huge thing. This is like I think probably his second big match, yeah. and for Suji to hold his own, yeah. Like I think Suji had was like again Osprey. You expect a good match, Marafuji. You expect it, but Suji really like I think the extra one came from him just pulling it out of the bag. You know what? Like as much as I know, I don't. I hate to bring up AW a lot of the time, but it's just it's just clever conversation. But as as much as I'm like Osprey fits in AW, he does. I want to see another Wrestle Kingdom main event from Osprey. I do, I really do, and I want him to just win, just win, beat Osprey. Wrestle Kingdom is he gonna win? And then it's like bye. I need mm. I need Osprey to beat Okada in the main event of Wrestle Kingdom. And then the is he gonna go by? <laughs> no, 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 not after. No, no, no. He can't go by afterwards. If he re-signs uh, at the beginning of next year, I think that we get that probably in 2025. Wrestle Kingdom 19. That'll probably yeah. be probably be his is his final Wrestle Kingdom main event before he starts putting over the three musketeers. He so, goes, yeah. bye. And then he goes, bye. <laughs> but but yeah, uh where do you think Suji and Osprey ranks as far as the new Japan matches of the year? Because we're getting towards we're already in the month of October. 
I, I've been telling people, I've been surprising people this week when I've been telling them, you gotta, you guys gotta start thinking about your end of year awards because we are cre- it's creeping up on us. Where do you think Suji and Osprey ranks? I think that uh, as far as Os- Osprey probably has like my top three or four best matches from New Japan this year with the two Omega matches and the Naito match. I would probably put this match just below Naito and Okada in the G1 final. Where did, what about you, NK? Um, am I am I clear? I think I'm I think I'm cutting out. No, 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 I hear you. Yeah. Okay, cool. Um where does this match it's I think my top three, obviously, okay, removing Omega Osprey, because yeah. <laughs> I'm I am i still very big on and this is a new Japan match. I'm still very big on the triple threat women's um title match um between Azumi, um Mercedes Monet and Hazuki. I think that's like really high up for me. Um I was very high on obviously um Osprey Okada at the G1. Um Osprey Naito as well was a damn good match. Yeah. I put those I feel like that's the above that's this the one. Best match in wrestling uh, outside of the is, Osprey Omega. I probably put this like comfortably in the top ten. Comfortably in the top ten. Top five, I don't think so. But comfortably in the top ten. What about you, Sanal? Where does uh Osprey and Suji rank for you? You know, I'm really bad at keeping track of matches of the year because I feel like each one comes I'm like, oh, I like this one. Oh, I like this one. Um, yeah, I'm probably similar with NK Mitch. Mine might slip into the top five just because. Suji obviously came back and this is like a huge thing for him and maybe again like I say I'm very biased when it comes to my picks because if I have an emotional attachment like I've watched Suji grow and this is a big thing but yeah I think Osprey holds quite a few of those places probably my whole all five to be fair because I guess Osprey versus Omega Wrestle Kingdom Osprey versus Naito I loved that one yeah Osprey versus Suji now I love that one Loved Osprey versus Marafuji. Um, in, in legit, I mean, to be fair, they could have an odd one. We might have like Titan versus Wato. I like that one. Mm. Titan versus Wato is is up there for me as well. Is up there. I think I yeah, probably I rank that like, match higher than Osprey and Suji. I I, I have I a more why you do that. I see why you do that. I see why you do that because yeah, again, personal connection, which is probably why I rank. Yeah, I rank Suji and Osprey not the top. I don't think. Even Okada J White at Wrestle Kingdom, that's I feel that's a forgotten about one. That one was really that was great. Good. Okada but and Chingo New Beginning. Yeah. In my head, in my head, I was like, oh, Jay left like last year. I didn't yeah. Yeah, that yeah. was a really good match as well. Yeah, a lot of people have been saying that uh it's unbelievable that Jay White made it at Tokyo Dome this year. <laughs> it is. It, it it is so weird. It's so I think it's a combination of obviously the match that preceded it, and yeah. then just like even thing like we obviously saw him at Royal Quest two last year. That was yeah. this exactly this time last year. Yeah, because I remember I was like, because the day after I met Jay, and I was like, oh, is there? but that even doesn't seem like it's been a year since he was in New Japan. It just feels like he's not been in the company for ages. Yeah, yeah. Man, we're, we're, I figured out why Okada has been so grumpy this year because every time he main events, the show gets stolen before that. Jay White at Wrestle Kingdom, Will Ospreay and Kenny Omega, Brian Danielson at Forbidden Door, 
Will Ospreay and Kenny Omega. To be fair, even, he also broke Brian Danielson's arm. That e- even even Battle in the Valley with him and Tadahashi, Mercedes Monet and Kyrie. Oh. He he's yeah. oh it seems like all this year. Sakura Genesis, that three-way matchup. Uh, Hiro- there was like four or five matches before him and Sonata came out there and yeah. made a bet at the show. Like, like it seems like every time Okada like, all these bet, the show's already stolen. To annoy me. Kids coming to steal my thunder. And you know what? It's hilarious because like the most memorable Okada matches wasn't even the main event this year. It's just it's yeah. just a memorable. It was it was the match against Kiyomiya Noah. <laughs> yeah, because even like because we didn't get a Kiyomiya rematch in the G1. No, that no, was no. the oh, kind Which of I told again. everyone that that it wasn't gonna happen because Gato's a coward. But yeah. like uh, and again, like Okada's G1 was fine, but nothing to like scream no. and shout about, like compared to some of the other guys. I just great like, matches. The the Osprey and Zack Saber Jr. matches were and it's, it was and Tai Chi. Tai Chi. Tai Chi he had outstanding match with too. I feel like, yeah, that's the thing. Like Okada's had a year where again, I think you can say it's for a lot of the new Japan guys, like Goto and Yoshi, they've all had fine years. They've put on great matches. It's just they've not had a standout year like Osprey. So yeah. again, not not to shit on Okada, like we're being so mean, like he's upset because all of his matches have been out, Sean. But he's not on like Okada's thing. Like Okada is still an amazing wrestler. And I also like that he's added character. It's just Osprey's Osprey has had a phenomenal year that you can't beat. Yeah, I was gonna I, mean, I was gonna say that that Okada Okada stands out, and you can make an argument for Okada for wrestler of the year. It's mainly down to his character work. It's not down yeah. to the matches like no. it usually would be. Yeah, it's like he's called main event Okada for a reason. There was a period of time. There was a period of like maybe like three, four years where oh, Okada's main event and okay, like every other match in this card doesn't matter because like Okada would steal the show every time. And it's not like he's regressed as a wrestler. He's still like the same quality of wrestler. It's just, I don't know. It's just like I said, it's just Osprey's killing it, but... You could like so now, so you can say that for a lot of guys on the card. I think Osprey. It's weird where it's weird because we've said we've seen Gaijins have amazing years. Of course, we've seen like AJ Styles back in the past, Prince Devitt, Kenny Omega, Jay White. But I think this is the first time where a Gaijin has really sat on their own. Because in yeah. those previous times, you had obviously, especially with let me use Kenny as a recent example. You had Kenny, you had Naito. You had Tanahashi still at his peak. You had Ibushi. You had Okada. You had like these crop of like six guys. They were all at their prime. They all were like their all prime. And now with Osprey, it just feels like Osprey's like on gear seven and everyone's on like gear five, where it's like they're still doing good work, but Osprey's just. It's like Osprey's carrying it. He, rather yeah. than like at one point where you have like Naito, Tanahashi, and Okada all leading the company with yeah. Okada maybe slightly higher. Here it feels like you have got. Osprey much higher than even the guys like Naito and Okada. Yeah. Because he feels like he's in his prime while everybody else either is at the end of their prime or done with their prime. Like, it feels like like Okada started the back half of his prime. He's still got a lot of years left. But he's you. It's he's been ten years. He's been yeah. in. It's been ten years. He's been at the top of New Japan. So For he sure. is at the back half of his prime. Naito's probably got like two or three left years left if if and if this year is not the last year of his prime Tadahashi's out of this prime 
Goto is like at the back half. Tomiyuchi back half. Shingo back half. Like all these guys that would be in contention with them. Like I would say, like like we just talked about Okada for the year. I would say the closest guy to Osprey for the year, as far as like a wrestler of the year argument, is Zack Saber Jr. Because he's mm-hmm. in his prime. Even but even he is compared to Osprey a lot later in his career. Yes. Like I guess the only person you maybe could have compared, obviously he's not there, but him and Jay White were on the same balance in terms of like the long their age, their longevity. Like, do you know what I mean? Because as good as Zach is and he's still in his prime, he has been wrestling for much, much, much longer. Like he is on par with the guys like Naito and Okada. It's just because Zach is in such good shape and like looks like he he could possibly wrestle for the next 50 years. Yeah. But we mentioned that wrestler of the year, and none of us have mentioned the champion. Yeah, oh! he's not. He's not. I, I literally, I literally was gonna, gonna go say that. I literally was gonna say that, NK, because I was gonna say Osprey, Zack Sabre Jr., Kazuka Okada, Hiromu Takahashi. Hiromu Takahashi probably will be the person who's the most underrated from New Japan, yeah. and then maybe. Sonata. Can, can I can I can I defend Sonata? Let's look back to, to Naito's first reign as IWGP champion. Yep, even even at Jay's first reign as IWGP. You know what's the difference between all of them and what I said they should have done? It was a short reign. It didn't yeah. last. It didn't last nine but months they, for but us they all need to be here. To retain to have it against Naito, you it need is, the story. It's not going nine months for us to all be here in month five now, and we're all here at the end of 2023, being like, "Well, Sonata's not in the top five right. of the SP3, year from his own company. Not even in wrestling, his own company. He's probably not in the top five. Right? You've said this now, but what if you say this now and they, and and New Japan hear your thoughts and go, right? SP3 was a short reign. Let's have him drop it to evil. Then what are you gonna say? I no, no, no. The, the, people the, of Wrestle Kingdom. The ship has passed on, on the short reign. You you had the opportunity to crown Suji, to give Suji the Okada push. Suji. They couldn't have done I don't know. SP3 is feeling like Thanos right now when in his old review when they said they called me a madman. Because I remember SP3 in the review <laughs> said Suji should win. And now it's like they called me a madman. <laughs> <laughs> This show is tightened. This whole show is tightened. I'm sitting here talking to the Avengers like he called me a madman. They didn't listen to me. We're all standing here like, what happened? Oh, man. Another title option right there. Um, (laughs) But yes, uh, we got to talk more about what's going on throughout New Japan. And New Japan apparently has a new partnership. We talked about kind of as we've been talking about here on this podcast, 2023, we've been talking about all year it being the era of collaboration with New Japan. They've done Forbidden Door with AEW. We've seen New Japan talent go over to AEW, AEW talent come over to New Japan. Similar with Impact Wrestling, they've done two shows with them. Impact talent are even going to be on the Destruction in Rio Goku show. They've done shows with All Japan Pro Wrestling, Pro Wrestling Noah. They had DDT and Dragon Gate and Japanese Independence, a part of All-Star Junior Festival. They've even had GCW people, a part of the All-Star Junior Festival in the USA. 
And now New Japan Pro Wrestling is partnering up with Major League Wrestling and CMLL for a an alliance, a three-way talent collaboration alliance between the three promotions. MLW has just started using New Japan talent. They had Kushida on their Fury Road show, their paper, their uh, latest pay-per-view. CMLL and New Japan have been working for a number of years now. But what do you think about this new strategic alliance between these three promotions and who from we'll say we'll say MLW because CMLL we've kind of seen their top talent be over in New Japan. Who from MLW would you like to see come over to New Japan Pro Wrestling? NK. I'll be very honest. I have no idea who's on MLW. I was gonna say I was like SP3. Please don't come to me. I don't know what's going on. I hope you out there. I haven't watched MLW since like pre-pandemic. So it's since MJF was there. Pretty much since MJF was there, I did. Yeah, I was. I'll be honest. Like I don't know. <laughs> the one person I want to see come over is the one person that I know is a top star in MLW. It's Jacob Fatu. Oh, though... of course, of course, of course. <laughs> How can I forget him? Ah, yes, Jacob Fatu is amazing. He's amazing, but I see him as so WWE bound. I don't even consider him in anything. I just yo, he's always talking about WWE in his interviews. He's always like, "I wish I could be a part of the Bloodline story." I mean, he's a, I mean, the rest of the family are there. It, it, it'd be so weird to like see. Hey, Jacob Fatu is um, a full New Japan talent now. It's like, huh? Like, aren't the rest of the family like in, in the performance and in like California, in Florida? He's gonna like, be the head of the table here. But yeah, no, Jacob Fatu. Jacob Fatu versus Jeff Cobb, you know, big hoss match. Ooh, yes, yes, yes. I like that. I, I thought Jacob Fatu versus Ishii. He, just yeah. put Ishii in there with anyone. <laughs> anyone versus Ishii. That's a dream match for me. And Jacob Fatu, he fits the bill. Uh, I know their their current champion is Alex Kane, who's more of like an MMA-based guy. He's very talented. They just got uh, Matt Cardona over in MLW mm. now. So so he's another guy uh, that always, always has people's eyes on him. So MLW definitely has talent. I know Alec Price is over there as well. But yeah, it just doesn't have the same amount of tension that it had like pre-pandemic, like NK was talking about. But uh, of course, maybe partnering up with New Japan will get more eyes on them. And they're readily available. MLW is available on YouTube. It's not yeah. even on a, a station or anything like that. You can watch their weekly show, MLW Fusion, on YouTube every single week. So I'm interested to see how this is going to work out. New Japan partnering up with another promotion. Uh, so now, do you think New Japan might be stretching themselves too thin with all the promotions that they have partnerships with, though? Yes and no. I feel like we're at the stage now in wrestling that partnerships are just great. Like, there was a time where, like, you wouldn't even expect anything and it was all, like, very much we're doing it for ourselves. And I think that the bigger and the more partnerships, like, it is only going to benefit Maybe not just New Japan, but those companies like Rev Pro and New Japan, amazing. CMLL, yeah. New Japan, AW, like even the small links we've, we're having with Noah. I just feel like it's just gonna work nicely, and, and they might be spreading them. But I mean, I feel like we're at a stage, and it's not like MLW is like a massive, massive company. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. it's big, but I feel like it's just gonna help. They're gonna help each other. Do you know what I mean? It's not gonna be like battling for supremacy, like maybe with the New Japan AW, because Tony Khan wants to take over. Speaking of that, so you said you mentioned the New Japan Noah. 
um, um, that relationship. Oh, no, well, I don't know where they're at at this point. But... Yeah, you know, there's a certain KG Muto, you know, very much cozying up to WWE, and could that? Let's say, for example, WWE and Noah have a working relationship in the future. That's, it, it seems like they they want that. I think they're on the same streaming platform as well. Yeah, I believe yeah, right now. yeah, Beamer. Yeah. What does that mean for the relationship between Noah and New Japan? And I'm gonna throw it out there. This is very. Would you want to see a New Japan WWE relationship? No. <laughs> No, no. I'd, I'd take Tony Khan buying for AW. <laughs> that's how serious. Purchasing. It doesn't sound too bad now. I mean, the thing, right? So I'm gonna say this is someone like when I started watching WWE and like one of my boys was Dolph Ziggler. He's in there, and they got rid of Dolph Ziggler. You know, never gonna forgive him. I didn't even watch WWE, but I was still angry. <laughs> but talking about the Noah thing, I'm saying, you know, obviously um, Nakajima has quit Noah. Yes. There is root. Someone has said there's rumors of him going to America. Others have said New Japan. What do you think would happen between the Noah and the New Japan relationship if Nakajima did come to New Japan? Uh, that would not help things. I know that for sure because <laughs> we have the a perfect example of talent leaving one promotion, going to another, and causing issues between the two promotions in the aforementioned CMLL and their relationship with AAA. Yeah, That's that was, the whole, that was messy. Messy. and and, and uh, I'll, I'll say it, I'll say it here because we have a loyal fan base, and I don't know if he wants all his business out, but uh, yeah. The reason why Sam Adonis is no longer with uh, MLW is because of this whole New Japan partnership. Because Sam Adonis used to work with CMLL and then left CMLL to start working with AAA, they 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 literally ended their whole relationship, MLW, with Sam Adonis because they were doing this whole thing with CMLL and yeah. New Japan. And, and Sam has told me he's had opportunities in New Japan and New Japan Strong that CMLL have just cut off from it. We're, we're, we're in the age of relations, but also it seems that still the feuds run deep. Yeah, they run deep. Um, I would say, obviously, I think Noah New Japan in better stead than um, CMLL and AAA. And I don't think Noah would care that much since... I don't understand how Noah allowed the New Japan to treat Kyle Kiyomiya like that. Like, I still it's, don't it's, get it. Kiyomiya shit in Gato's bag. <laughs> he shouldn't like, get it. We came up with the with the concept. He shit in his bag. But no, no, but no, if we're keeping it 100, I'm not someone who follows Noah avidly, but like I've seen enough Noah and like, I have a lot of like Noah mutuals. They don't even treat most of their champions well. So it's like... <laughs> Would they? I mean, yeah, perception wise, they would care, but it's like, uh, my one concern of Nakajima is obviously the reputation that follows him in terms of like him being super like injuring people, um, and so on and so forth. But again, I think this match happened this year as well. We had Nakajima versus Shingo, which was another, which was a good, which is a really good match. And someone like Nakajima, I would think something new is that you could continue stuff yeah. like that. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, for sure. You have you have a Nakajima versus Shingo, and then you could put Nakajima in there with a lot of top stars. And I think, again, putting him in the mix with like, even though Nakajima is an established wrestler, he'd be a new wrestler to New Japan, and putting him in the mix of the newer wrestlers like the Sujis, like the Naritas. Of course, he'd probably be higher up on the card, but then again, it would give fresh faces to tournaments like the New Japan Cup, the G One. It it it, it brings. 
I think yeah, I think New Japan should 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 look for acquisitions like this because we like we said before, the Gaijins are kind of like they will be here, but they will go back to their home base of wherever. But then if you could sign like prominent Japanese talent. You know that maybe didn't come from the from from the system because I think what made New Japan so good, um, like during that the the resurgence period is yeah you had Naito obviously came from the system but then he went Mexico, and yeah. you know the lost Ingo but was there Hapon gimmick came from there. You had you know Okada did an excursion in Impact which was horrible 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 <laughs> yeah. excursion, but you had what what I think you had a variety of people come from different eras different times and different places. And that merging of just different styles is why the matches of that era were so good. You had so many different people come from different places. Now you bring Nakajima from Manoa, completely, he's a complete different wrestler to anyone we have on the roster right now. And that difference just creates more opportunities for creativity. So I'd, if I was Gado, I'd sign him, honestly. Well, yeah, it may... like Nakajima versus Okada. Yes. Yeah. That'd be crazy. <laughs> That'd be crazy. There's so many money matchups with Dakajima. He's definitely a free agent that New Japan should think about uh, signing up. Also, could you over. see Nakajima going to AW or WWE? Because I know this is like, no. it just, I feel like it just no. won't work. No, no. no, no. Nakajima I mean, I, going to WWE I, is like Kenta. It was like no. Kenta going to WWE. I mean, that I, went so well. Out of the two, it's obviously AW, but I don't see how he fits in AW right now. Because even no, with, yeah, not in the current landscape. Not in the current landscape. Because even right now, like, like we said, like, AW is probably like the best at promoting Japanese wrestlers, but again, the bar is the bar's low. Yeah, because WWE literally is that like you've had Kenta and um Kushida come back. Really, the only person yeah. that stayed there and who's like fine with the treatment is Nakamura. He's like because eh, he likes to surf. He likes to surf. He just likes to surf. He wants to surf, so it's like yeah, AW like promote Takeshita halfway decently, and it's like yay, but it's like really. But the thing really- is, I. That's because I think, like, Takeshita, again, is fresh. He's yeah. still fairly new. No, you didn't say the real reason of why. Kenny. Kenny. Look at every person that, of Japanese that, that, that got pushed in AEW, and I will always say, Kenny Omega, Riho. Kenny Omega, yeah, Shida, Kenny Omega, Kenny Omega. <laughs> like, yeah. even like I guess like even like on. Maki Maki Ito and stuff was there. That's all like the Tokyo Joshi, which was That was when Kenny Omega was booking women's division. I mean, you could clearly see they haven't done a they have that they haven't done like a Japanese tournament since he wasn't nope. booking women's division anymore. Nope. That's the one since. <laughs> Ever since he, he took off to get his uh, injuries fixed, they've been like, "Nah, you can't book the woman anymore, man." Nah, like, yeah, we, we let you we let you book the the two hundred episode, and she'd have got a reign. We never letting you do it again. We don't trust you anymore. Yeah, <laughs> you so, think of these Joshi girls all the opportunities. We're not doing so, that anymore. So we're saying like, I feel like it's best to say like most Japanese talent work best in Japan because I, for whatever reason, when it comes to Western companies, like. You have to be able to cut a probo or just I'm like, ugh, we could get yeah, to the Western it's like we were talking about uh, like with Zach Tame Jr. like before the show. There is an insistence that the Western way of wrestling is the only way. Like, yeah. oh, but they can't cut a promo in English and well, doesn't matter. Western fans like us are watching them cut Japanese promos and it's not making them any less. Yeah. Effective. Oh, but if Zach comes to the US, he'll do amazing promos. He does amazing promos. Just in New Japan, he doesn't do them in the ring. He yeah. does them when he goes backstage. 
like you can't just say that because <clears throat> one thing isn't working oh this japanese wrestler can't do in the western one because he's not doing promos that that is their that's how you should like rate their careers as a wrestler yeah yeah, it's like, it's like it's like when people thought Kenny Omega couldn't cut promos, and it was just like I was standing up here as a New Japan fan. Like, have y'all watched? Like, he, he's been cutting the best promos in New Japan, and then he cuts a great promo on Collision this week, and everybody was like, "Yeah, Kenny oh. Omega is really underrated." I'm just like, no, he just doesn't get opportunities to talk. That's the difference. <laughs> but yes, we got to talk about what's going on in New Japan right now as we're on the road to destruction in Ryogoku. Uh, they had uh, two huge shows over the weekend on September 30th and October 1st. Uh, September 30th show was highlighted by a main event tag team matchup that saw Leo Rush and Kashika Okada picking up a victory against Hiromu Takahashi and Tensuyo Naito with Leo Rush getting another pinfall victory over Hiromu Takahashi in this matchup great main event uh in this match leo rush cutting a promo afterwards in saying and kind of alluding to the fact that he's moving to japan he apparently said he's packed his bags his family is coming over and he is staying in japan apparently so what do you think someone was saying about this they were like i think they heard the promo and they're like oh leo can't really like because leo's got a reputation everyone knows that of like sticking and then off our uh, like co-host, co- co-host Kiaran said, yes, he might have done it in the past, but since starting his reigns in New Japan, he has been consistent. He has stepped up to the plate. So to keep judging him from his past, when he does seem really passionate about Japan, similarly to Zack and things, it's time to maybe put that behind him and give him the benefit of the doubt that he really does want to be a New Japan guy. Honestly, even the thought of that argument, it escaped me after seeing him in the best of super juniors. Well, the yeah, best exactly. of, if, if you if you saw him in the best of super juniors and couldn't see the love for professional wrestling had recaptured him there when he's hugging up on babies, having small babies that are only a days old being thrown into his hands because how much the Japanese fans love him. Like, yeah, you just weren't watching. Like Leo Rush loves professional wrestling. We should not judge him because of his reputation from and I the also past. think he's found a home with like his fellow wrestlers. We've mentioned this yeah. when he was teaming with Yo. Him and Yo are just so compatible. Like Sho and Yo, there was always like the jokes that like Sho and Yo are very different, but like it works. But Yo and Leo Rush's similarities, so their weirdness, I guess you could say, their artistic skills, it just worked. And I won't be surprised if it was the Chaos family who maybe helped that as well because. Your factions are huge in New Japan, not just for storylines, but just you travel with them and you create a sense of family. And I can imagine that's not something that is huge in Western wrestling. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, I could see that. And he and he's always kind of he's been weird about that as far as like, you know, friendship or even like staying with people because of his upbringing. But 
I, I, it seems like he's found, he's found some people that have made him fall in love with the, with the business again. And you love to see it. And like I said, his chemistry with Hiromu Takahashi was on full display in this matchup on uh, Road to Destruction on September 30th. So I'm looking forward. If Leo Rush is here long term, I agree that he should probably get a run with the IWGP Junior Heavyweight Tag Team titles and the Junior Heavyweight Championship as well. But also on the road to destruction on September 30th, you had the best of seven series continue between uh Hontai members Strong Style and Team Shooter Shoto Aminu, uh Yuji, Yuji Ta- uh, Nagata and Master Wato. Uh the series got uh got had a lead for Team Shooter. Af- no, yeah, Team Team uh, Strong Style after this show as Ren Narita picked up his first ever pinfall victory over Shoto Amino. Insane? Is that not insane to you? I, I, that is insane. That is insane when you yeah. when you realize how many times these two men have been across the ring from one another in tag team matches, in singles matches, but first time Ren Narita picking up a pinfall victory over Shoto Amino. Really enjoyed the matchup as well. This, uh, this was the fourth match of the series, but what do you think about Red Narita picking up that big win, Sanal? I mean, he goddamn needs it, don't he? Yes, <sighs> desperately. The fact that he changes clothes, changes goddamn oh, clothes. Yeah. I know. Well, we're saying this is like this is, this is wrestling. This is not a fashion show. But when it comes to Red Narita, you know what? Ring gear makes a huge difference because it makes you. How do I say? It's like an actor. When an actor puts on a costume, they become somebody else. Narita puts on his black shorts and he becomes Shibata. Give him something. Why, cosplay. Cosplay Shibata. Why don't... Give him gold pants. I don't know. Long pants. Like, give him jorts. Like, yo. I don't know. Give him anything that will get rid of any links to Shibata. Gano change his hair. Like, change give him a shoes. singlet. What? Give him a singlet. <laughs> Don't give him a singlet. I, I just give him a singlet. I don't wanna I man if I if I want if I want to see somebody with a body like me and wrestling, I'm sorry. I would just wrestle. You know what? I was gonna say have him wear yellow, but then I realized he's gonna look like Kenta, so never mind. No, but then Honma put yeah, put Honma and Narita together in yellow ring. They're great, the new great bash heel. Uh but yeah, Red Narita picking up a big win, but it would soon be tied up on the next day, uh, the October 1st Road Wato to Destruction. Mania. As, as Master Wado was the next one to pick up, a, pick up a big victory as he pinned El Desperado, continuing their rivalry, a rare victory for Wato over El Despi uh, in this one. Another really good matchup. It's been kind of like the common theme of this is really like three rivalries put into one best of seven series where they have firmly the granddads, established. The granddads, yeah. the ones in the middle, and then the baby babies. Exactly. It's it's the it's the the juniors, the granddads, and the babies. That's how they broke it up into this with Despi and Wato, Shooter and Narita, and Nagata and Suzuki just going at it every time they're in the ring with each other, just battling and out. They want to murder each other. Yeah, but the uh the October first Road to Destruction was like a very angle heavy 
uh, Road to Destruction because the show doesn't even start how it usually starts with the video package. Well, I was waiting for it because I had it on the stream and I was watching a concert stream on my thing and then I was like, oh, it's cool. I'll just like go on. Next thing it flashed to the Coracle and I was like, Wait, what have I missed? Something did it start earlier? Like, what happened? No, like, and, and then he like, did the video package after. Like, we see House of Torture jumping Sonata, laying him out, uh, before the, the uh, the later matchup, the semi main event matchup, which Sonata still showed up for. So it was like, why did y'all attack him for anyway? And then after that, after the video package, they do an arm wrestling challenge between Tonga Loa. And and Chase Owens, I I I'm I'm sorry, I'm an old school wrestling fan, and I always pop for a wrestling arm wrestling match. I'm sorry, there's something so hokey. It's so hokey and so so hokey about it that I don't. Not for a New Japan Road to Destruction show. What? Like the match itself when they announced a special singles match between Tangalo and Chase Owens, I thought this is shit anyway. Why do we need it? Then they said it's an arm wrestling match. I went really. Gato's lost the plot right now. <laughs> Stupidest match I've ever seen. I had to sit through that King of Pro wrestling match with Tai Chi and Show. Hey, I enjoy a good arm wrestling match, and Tangaloa gets the win. But then after Bullet Club jump Tangaloa, and they break his hand with a steel chair, and then Tangaloa just shows up in the main event anyway. So it was like, what was the point of any of the angles you did on this show? But that was like Sonata getting beaten up in yeah, his just... match, and then he came off his match like, hey, he's got beaten like, up hey. in the suit. Hey. Hey, hey, I'm still here. Still showed up to work. Like what? <laughs> What are we doing? What are we doing, Gato? You did all these angles for nothing. For nothing. Uh, the best the best moment on, on this show was the fact that we got Yoda Suji and Shingo Takagi teaming for the first time. And their finisher, the Pumping Blaster. It was the great. G- it was phenomenal. They did the Gene Blaster and the, the Pumping Bomber at the same time. You call it the Gene Bomber. I, I like Pumping I like pumping blaster, but yeah, Gene Bomber, Bomber is really Bomber good. Works. Like Gene it. Bomber works. Sounds Gene Bomber. Yeah, it does. <laughs> I like it. I like either, either or, either or. But yeah, uh, some good stuff from the Road Two shows. That main event matchup with God and Bully Club. God won with uh, Tamatanga as the sole survivor. But that brings us to destruction in Ria goku and royal quest which is the next big new japan shows coming up on the 9th and the 14th before we give you our predictions for those cards you know how we usually do we got to give you the plugs and where you can find all of us across the social media platforms so now let's start with you tell the people where they can find you you can find me on Twitter at wrestling underscore chat and make sure to subscribe to Sonal Life with the hope that I don't catch COVID again in the next two weeks. I will be at Royal Quest 3. So I will be there videoing, blogging, doing the usual shenanigans. So make sure to follow me on Twitter to get live tweeting if the Copper Box's internet is any better than it was last time. It won't be. And Oh, I don't even know. I had to. My friend was sat on the next um, section. I had to text message him because there was no internet. So yeah, yeah you can you'll see live tweeting from there on my YouTube channel. I'll do reviews and stuff. So yeah, make sure to subscribe and follow. NK, you're yeah, always you, doing great stuff. Let the people know. 
Yeah, um, you can obviously follow me on Twitter at NK Preach, but most importantly, follow the Rest Things podcast. We have our flagship show every Friday. Uh, we have our Revolution Radio where we talk about all things AEW, and we will definitely be reviewing our Wrestle Dream. And yeah, just follow us for um, great wrestling content. You know, we've got a few interviews lined up with some wrestlers. Some of them may have worked in New Japan. Some of them might not. We'll keep things hush-hush. But in the month of October, you know, look out for some stuff. Look out for some stuff. Absolutely. Follow them for all that great stuff. You can follow me on the Twitter machine at TrueHeelSP3. Follow the YouTube channel True Heel Heat. We got plenty of great content. We got uh, probably by the time you listen to this, we got an AEW Wrestle Dream review that is up right now. The True Hill Heat flagship podcast with a uh, special guest, Baby Huey and Scott E. Wrestling with myself, Miss Chrissy Love. Top Guy JJ is up right now. And we also got exclusive interviews with Marty Janetti, Nick Wayne, Willow Nightingale, Matt Cardona, Josh Alexander, and Subculture probably up on the channel either now or coming up in the next week. So check all that out right now. Now let's get into destruction in Ria Goku Monday, October 9th. Ria Goku Sumo Hall. Uh, is it? Yeah, I think so. Uh, you got uh, this, uh, this card already got the lineup set with uh, the main event, of course, being Sonata making his fourth defense of the IWGP World Heavyweight Championship against his arch nemesis, his former tag team partner. Sorry, sorry, leader, can, 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 everyone's nemesis. Everyone's nemesis, evil, yeah. in, a, in a lumberjack match for the IWGP World can, can Heavyweight Can we just point out that evil is so shit that for a title match we need a gimmick? Yes. Lum a lumberjack death match is called because everything is everything is evil. You know, I saw a Reddit thing of like, why is evil like the biggest like like enemy of New Japan? And it was right. If you think about it, when he was in Lij, he didn't bother anyone. He just Love came it. out. He was costly. He was a king of darkness. You know, didn't put on great matches, but people liked his matches. Oh, how the times have changed. What would have happened if back then he'd have never left LIJ? The world may never know. The world <laughs> may never know. We never know. But who you got here at Destruction and Ria Goku? Evil versus Sonata. We'll start with you, NK. No, oh, Sonata. I mean, I mean, yeah, it'd be... An evil main event in Wrestle Kingdom would be like... I think it would be the moment where I tap out. I'm like, okay... Or well, um, I need to check myself into a um, you know, a support group um, about how Gado has betrayed us, and uh, that's it. Because I think if that would be my final straw, evil main event in the Wrestle Kingdom is not something I I want to see. I don't I don't think that's something we will see. So I think um, Sanada retains. Sanada, of course, you agree. Yeah, I mean, Sanada's come to Royal Quest, and Sanada's come to Royal Quest as champion. I cannot tell you any other ones. Because, yeah, like NK said, if Evil Main Event Wrestle Kingdom, I might have to rethink my channel. Might have to give that a bit of a break. Because that'd be too much. Hey, I always need break from content to do, so I would love for Evil to become champion. And I don't have <laughs> so to cover like, SP3 YouTube. has one less yeah. thing to do. <laughs> one less thing I have to cover on True Hill Heat. I only do this podcast to talk about New Japan. That's okay, it. what would be a worse outcome? 
Evil or Yujiro Takahashi main event in the Wrestle Kingdom? Oh, yeah, probably Yujiro. Yujiro like, would be worse. Yujiro <laughs> comes out in his crop top and his perm. Like, hi guys, with his pimp. Unless he brings, like, Peter. Then that that's the only redeeming quality. You know, I, this year, I saw Okada and Mark Davis have a good matchup with Evil. I don't know the last time I saw anyone have a good matchup with Yujiro. No Takahashi. limit, no limit. When he was in No Limit with um, Tetsuya Naito, wasn't that a decade ago? Yeah, exa- exactly. <laughs> exactly. Next, we got uh, we got it's going to be a multi man matchup. It's going to be Lij versus United Empire, as it's going to be Bushi, Yu- uh, Yoda Suji, Shingo Bushi Takai. and Yujiro teaming together. No, no. Bushi, Yoda Suji, Shingo Takagi, and Tetsuya Naito, Los Inganables de Japón versus United Empires, Callum Newman, uh, Hinare, Great Okan, and Jeff Cobb. Who you got here, Sanal? Bushi's looking up at the lights. Bushi's taking back his job as electrician. I see a United Empire in it. (laughs) I see oh, unless unless Callum Newman gets yeah the I see guys. Lij winning because Callum Newman is here to take that ball yeah. he's very, he's been doing very well though I mean he's getting beat but he's showing up pretty well yeah no he looked good King of Peace or Prince of Peace whatever his name is yeah yeah I see Lij I think Lij got momentum behind him right now well oh, two of the guys got momentum so yeah. I Bushy, think just yeah so until, I think T-Tan, until T-Tan comes back. Just bougie. Uh, This one I'm very much looking forward to on this card for the never open weight six man tag team championships. It's going to be Tomorio Ishii, Hiroshi Tanahashi, Kashika Okada versus Team Impact, former Impact World Champion Josh Alexander, former Impact World Champion and current X Division Champion Chris Sabin, and the current. Impact World Champion and the man that will face Josh Alexander at Bound for Glory just weeks later, Alex Shelley, Motor City Machine Guns, and Josh Alexander versus Okada, Ishii, and Tanahashi. This should be great. I'm going with Team Okada in this one. Who you got, NK? Team Okada. But to spice up them titles, send them to Impact won't be a bad shout. It won't be a bad shout. Oh, send them to Impact. You know what? I haven't said this in about 12 years, but let's go Team Impact. <laughs> it's been 12 years, but it happened today. It happened so now, today. Let's go Team Impact. <laughs> so now, who you got? I mean, I'd like to say Team Impact, because I think, yeah, I feel like those three would definitely work the title more than Okada is, but again, like we've said, New Japan are short on belts. So we need something. So I think Team Okada, because... TMDK will then challenge them. There we go. I Yeah, the only reason I'm not going with Team Impact is because Shelly and Alexander are not going to be able to coexist. Oh, another before thing. Before Glory. Okada's Impact promos are hilarious. Those, oh, yes. Yeah. Those Impact promos are hilarious. When they for come any, back on my timeline. For anyone who wants a reason to listen to my interview with Josh Alexander, I did ask him about the Okada uh tna promos i was like you're you're kind of mr impact how do you feel about okada saying all this stuff uh i mean it it shows that people can can change you know never look down on stars because they could do a full 180 and become the rainmaker from the green hornet to the rainmaker what a transformation (laughs) 
We got the match that Sanal can't wait to see. Tongaloa going one-on-one with Chase Owens. Tongaloa. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I don't see any. But I mean, unless there's... Yeah, well, you know what, yeah. To be evil, there should be a subscription to on Wrestle in called Sanal Reviews Chase Owens Matches. <laughs> <laughs> no, right. So I Chase Owens great. I met him like really nice guy. I met him at the first roll quest. It's just I don't see a point of this. <laughs> there, like Chase Owens got had decent matches like he can do, but what's the point of him with time? There's no reason for it. Like I get it. The rest of the the rest of God are feuding with other people and like, but but why? Can't they just be there seconding them? Like, nope. don't just creep. If you want to give me a special, give me Wato versus Despi. If like, I know they've got a special because I think they said, didn't they say if the series ends in a certain way that they should just have single matches? Give us those instead. Nope, nope. Yeah, the Chase Owens and Tangaloa. Uh, we got no. We have this, and I never have to see another weird ass match like that ever again. I'm gonna go with. I'm gonna go with Tangaloa. Who you got, NK? No Tangaloa. Everybody Imagine if Chase Owens wins. He will. He probably will. Probably I don't know what that's saying. Do what? That's the thing. Chase Owens will win. The thing. If Tangaloa wins, they could maybe set up something for like World Tag League. I don't know. Like, oh, Tangaloa is getting back to like his prime. and um... Yeah, maybe, but I don't see it. Uh, we got the final of the best of seven series. It's going to be Team Shooter, Shoto Amino, Master Motto, and Yuji Nagata versus Strong Style, El Desperado, Ren Narita, and Minoru Suzuki. Who you got, NK? Shoto's look, I mean, um, Narita's looking up at the lights. That that, that win he got is going to be immediately backtracked. Uh, Sanal, who you got? I don't know. This one's a hard one because, yeah, I feel like Narita could do it, but God, that. That'd be depressing, wouldn't it? I'd much like I love him, but I'd much rather have Wato because I guess Wato has proven himself. And if, for example, like Despi pins Wato, I quite, I don't want to see Narita look at it, but you, I think I sort of agree with NK. That's probably the you most know fun. how there was like the three musketeers. Obviously, the original three musketeers. Then there was like the new three musketeers with like yeah. um, Sh- um, Shinsuke, Tanahashi, yeah, and Goto. Shibata, yeah, yeah, Shibata. Shibata, so um, yeah, obviously Shabata turned out to be great, but you know, those those it was like Shingo and Tanahashi. I mean, not Shingo and Tanahashi, um, Shinsuke Tanahashi, and then Shibata was just like, Yeah, yeah I feel like the, the Rita is gonna be, but which which it's is the same, same thing, it's the same thing, it's the same thing, his gear, his style, but his career path, yep, is the one with all the charisma now. Yeah, so she's the one with the most charisma, like Nakamura. I mean, she's and, Nakamura. And then I keep putting Nakamura and Naito together. Yeah. Someone exactly. get Narita this yellow singlet now before he literally becomes Shabbat. You know, maybe maybe Narita needs to do a stint in Noah. You know, <laughs> come back in a couple years, and you know, yeah. I mean, he needs another excursion. I can tell you that. There you go. Um, I'm gonna go with uh, I'm gonna go with Strong Style. I'm going to go with Strong Style to win that one. But I, I think that the best of seven series will end in a tie. Because it'll be 3-3-1. Three, three, and one. That's three, what I one think. Draw, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's what I think will end. Makes sense. And then they'll probably have the single matches 
coming up at some point because they said and that New was Japan happen. loves their ties from series. They love it. Um, so everyone wants, see, everyone wants to see Nagata and Suzuki continue to beat the shit out of each other. Exactly. Next, we got IWGP Junior Heavyweight Tag Team Championship matchup. It's going to be Drula Maloney and Clark Connors, Bully Club War Dogs, making their second defense against the Jet Setters, Kushida and Kevin the Jet Knight. Who you got here, Sanal? It's odd because I feel I love Kushida and Kevin Knight. And Kevin Knight, we've sung his praise like there's no goddamn tomorrow. But are they going to have the War Dogs lose on their second defense? That's what I'm saying. Like my heart wants Kushida and Kevin Knight to win, but my brain says it's going to be the War Dogs. Yeah, I think it's going to be I, the War Dogs to if retain. If it was done later, if it was done later, like give them like two more defenses, I could have seen it, but not this early. I see the War Dogs retaining here, and I see Leo Rush and Yo winning the Super Junior Tag League again and beating them at Wrestle Kingdom. Give Yo the titles back. Yo thrives with the tag titles. NK, who do you got? War Dogs. War Dogs. War Dogs. Drilla and Clark. Next, we got the strong Openweight Tag Team Championships. It's going to be Gabe Kig and Alice Coglin making their first defense of the titles for the Bullet Club War Dogs against the Gorillas of Destinies, Hikaleo and El Fantasmo. Who you got here, NK? Um, again, I think War Dogs again. You know, I think Bullet Club. I thought what they're doing in Bullet Club right now, I think they want to keep the titles on Bullet Club to kind of reheat them. And this is the most like intriguing Bullet Club I've been for a very long time. So I don't see them um like taking the titles them off them unless we see somebody really make a um a push in that main event scene, um single scene. So yeah, for now I think War Dogs retain. So now, is Tama versus Finley on this one for the Never title? No. The war dogs retaining. I got the war. Reason, yeah. I got the war dogs retaining because I think I know where Sanal's going. I've got a full clean sweep oh, for Bullet Club. Uh, yes, for the never open weight championship, David Finley will defend against Tamatanga. I got David Finley retaining, and then Shingo Takagi coming out to challenge him for power struggle. No, I, I have, I have, I have. Tama, just because I, clean sweeps with Bullet Club is very, very, very rare. And I also and, don't count House of Torture as Bullet Club, so like... Gotta heat them up. Gotta heat them up. Yeah, I don't count House of Torture as Bullet Club. See, I, I, know, have, they I, do, I, I have Tama I don't. winning. And then, you got Tama winning? Really? Yeah. I think they... I, I, I don't think Tama's winning because they gotta they gotta leave them open for the World Tag League. Maybe. maybe I, I feel like we've seen this so many times and it just... Okay, I'll go Finley just because, yeah, because then if because I can imagine if Tama wins, then Finley pins him again, and then it's just gonna be a hot potato, and I can't be dealing with a hot potato him right now. So, okay, I'll I'll change. It. I'll go for Finley. Who you got, NK? Um, I was the Bullet Club Queen clean suits are very rare. This is what I'm saying. I don't see Finley being the one who loses though. But again, Finley has. I can see they, they love they love hot potatoing the tag team titles. Listen, I can see one of those tag team titles. Never title as well. Nah, no, nah. If they're using if they're yeah. using the the never title to build someone, they usually keep it on them for a little bit. <sighs> you know, for the sake of difference, I'm gonna go for Tonga. I'm gonna go for Tama. 
Tamatanga for the win there. We got for you for NK. And then finally, we got the IWGP Junior Heavyweight uh, Championship up for grabs in a three-way matchup. It's going to be Hiromu Takahashi defending his title for the sixth time, this time in a three-way matchup against Leo Rush and Speedball Mike Bailey. Who do you got, NK? Mike Bailey. And uh, yes, I don't know. I, I'm just in the. I'm in a wild card mood. <laughs> wild card. Maybe, you know what? Again, team impact. Team impact. <laughs> He's going. He, we're gonna. We're gonna get. We're gonna get NK uh, impact shirt. He is team impact. NK impact. That's oh, his boy. new name. Oh boy. <laughs> <laughs> you guys are now. See, so NK is saying, "Oh, I'm gonna watch." I had Mike Bailey as well. Wow! <laughs> because I thought, I thought, right, that it's just something felt right about saying Mike Bailey. Yeah. Hey, people, Mike Bailey is my trust, favorite. Wrestler. I'm gonna trust going. I'm gonna trust my heart on this one. These are like these are two two of my top five best uh, favorite wrestlers in the world are in this matchup with Hiromu and Speedball and Leo Rush would probably be in like the top ten top fifteen so I'm gonna love this matchup I think this matchup should honestly close the show but I know Evil and Sonata for some reason are gonna do that uh, I mean, but just the fact it's the IWGP World Championship I need Hiromu to set the record he needs to set the record okay, before the record he loses title. I think it's uh, 10, 10 defenses. How many defenses so he's, got so far? This would be six. Okay. He's still got... Now, he, so this he, will he, take him all the way past Wrestle Kingdom to do 10, right? New I, mean, I, mean, I mean, if he's on Fighting Spirit Unleashed, and then he can squeeze in one at, at Power Struggle, and then he can squeeze in one at Lone Star Shootout, that's three right there. And hey, he can be up to no. nine. Hey, I don't think they've got Lone Star Shootout. The hell, we are hey, they like, put in Mayu. Mayu's going to be at Lone Star Shootout. We are more likely a Royal Quest than a Lone Star at this point. And Royal hey, Quest Mayu's on Lone Star Shootout, so. Gato don't care about the women. He wrote in his diary, dear diary, I hate women. <laughs> I'm a book woman in America. That's about it. All right, but uh, that is our destruction in Ria Goku. We also got Royal Quest Three coming up before we're probably going to be doing a recording that I mean, next. There's episode. not there's not much to go by yet. No, there? they pretty much got a whole card: one, two, three, four, five, um, five matches. Set, yeah. So, yeah, make I mean, Royal Quest Three again. I'm I'm not happy with this card. It's not really. Great. No, I think it's this card like, is much also- stronger than the two cards last year. Yes, but yes. not stronger than the the problem is. So I don't have they announced all the names because it feels like they're missing some. Like it feels like they're gonna wait until, but then they can't because it's two weeks away. No, but this is like, this, the theme, this is the theme they've been doing. This is the theme they've been doing all year. Of they don't announce the whole card until the card they have next up is over. But but the thing is, is they're announcing meet and greets next week. So, yeah, yeah, like, it's probably gonna it's probably gonna be on Tuesday after Destruction and Rio Goku that they announced. No, but week. that's the ninth. They've said next, so like this week. Oh, this week. Oh, so because they said that thing. Like, they can announce no meet and greets. They ain't gonna announce the whole card until after Destruction. Maybe, but it's like there's no Okada. 
yeah. there's Hiromu's definitely not there. I know that because he's got, I think, somewhere else, maybe CMLL. Yeah. Um, I mean, they've not announced what Naito and Sonata are doing. No. Uh, but let, let's go through the card here. We got a special singles matchup. It's going to be El Desperado going one-on-one with Trent Seven. Who you got here, Sonal? I, I'm with Tim, Tim Despy in it. I don't, don't. Yeah. I wish he had a different match. Well, y'all got, y'all got love for Trent Seven. Not really. He used to. Um, yeah, yeah, exactly. He used to. Used to. Not really. No, when he's standing next to Tyler Bate and Pete Dunn. Yeah, but do you know what is? I okay. I saw Tread versus Oku at um at, at a anniversary. That match was overbooked. That was was a mess. Yeah. Um, like I think it was one of my least favorite on the card, and I love Michael Oku so yeah. much. So Michael Oku's my guy. Um, we featured on Wrestling's multiple times. Shameless plug. But um, <laughs> Don't have yeah, but um, yeah, I I don't know. I and. It's it's unfair to say oh he's washed because of that match. It's unfair to say that, but I didn't leave that match wanting to see more of him. That's what I would say. Especially with de- like someone like Despy, who is continuously and still putting on phenomenal yes. matches. Yes. Like, so they, you know, I'd preferred, if I'd have preferred them to bring Narita or Suzuki in, unless like a tag match with other New Japan guys. So we're all going for uh, Despy here, basically, is what's being said. All right. (laughs) We got next up. This match I'm looking forward to. uh, Yoda Suji going one-on-one with Luke Jacobs. After Luke Jacobs stole the show at the Rev Pro show ahead of All In against Tomario Ishii. A match that was better than the main event. Osprey versus Shingo, Dave. It was. But... After that, and then after Suji stole the show with Osprey at Destruction, you got to look forward to this one for sure. Probably going to be be- big, beefy men slapping me. Can I just I'm going to go with Suji for the win. Who you got? Can I just say, Gato, please bring Luke Jacobs to New Japan. Please. I don't know what you're calling it. Please. Please. Like, I, I almost have it in my head that, like, Suji's going to win this, but then he's going to take Luke Jacobs' hand, and then he's going to join L.I.J. I know it's not going to happen, but like I'd love something like that. Or like someone's going to come from the back. I don't know, Osprey. No, Osprey's got a main event. I don't know, someone from the Empire's going to come and they're going to be like, yeah, take my hand, you know, because they've got a match, the Empire, earlier on. So this is just fantasy booking out here, Gator. You're helping them, but you're going with Suji. Okay. And who you got? Yep, Yota Suji for the win. Yoda Suji across the board there. Six-man tag team matchup. This should be good. You got Hiroshi Tadahashi teaming with uh, NJPW Strong Openweight Champion Eddie Kingston and the Rev Pro British Heavyweight Champion Michael Oku to verse United Empire's Hanare, Jeff Cobb, and TJP. NK, who you got? Mm, I'm going to go with... um... Tanahashi, Oku, and Kingston because you've got two champions on there. I can't, I can't because I, I have, I'm undecided whether I'm going to Royal Quest or not. I probably, I, I, pro- I probably will, but just the car. One of the reasons why I'm undecided is because I can't see Tanahashi with his bad knees live again. The it's first, hard, it's hard, isn't it? It's hard to watch on the screen. Because I I took a photo like my, my one photo of Tanahashi that I've got that I always cherish. He's got ice on his knees. 
<laughs> Looking like Patrick Ewing. Oh, damn. Like, literally, the one thing I have with Tanahashi, he's got ice on his knees. And it's like, he attempted a high five flow last year. And it was... It wasn't. It wasn't high. It wasn't. That that was a low. What high? It went fly. There was no flow. There was no flying. That, that was barely a glide. Um, it was high. Yeah. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> um. But so that scares me. But obviously, Oku, I got love for for days. Eddie Kingston. I'm, I'm happy he's on the card. Um. But I predict. You know, I'm gonna go. Yeah, I'm gonna go for um Tanashi Kingston and Oku. But um, I'm iffy about this match. I'll probably end up buying. I mean, there's still tickets available for the show, so I'll probably end up getting. Thing is, it's easy for you to see, even like the day before because yeah. you're in London. Like I booked it on the day because I was like, need to get it sorted. I wanted like I knew the seats yeah. I wanted. Um, yeah. but yeah, I feel like they're gonna have to bring something massive out because at the moment it's there are some very good matches. But it's still not hyping up to the first Royal Quest, which I'm Yeah, I think you set the bar so high with like Suzuki, Okada. At least, in my opinion, I'd want. And there wasn't it Zach and Tanahashi as well. Yes. Yeah, I'd great. want at least just a, a title defense. It doesn't have to be on the level of Okada Suzuki, but just give me a title defense. But this like. is, so this is why, you know, when you said you thought Tanahashi, this is why I think Hanare might pin Eddie Kingston just because that. Mm. I thought they were going to have. Hanare versus Eddie Kingston for the never yeah. strong, because obviously, because Hanare even said, "I'll do it in England," and I'm like, "Yeah, do it. they're gonna they're gonna probably do it at Fighting Spirit at least." Well, no, they should they should do it in Royal Quest. We deserve it more. Yeah, no, no, you've had enough. They gave you Aussie Open. They gave you Aussie Open and FTR last and year, then, and then America took them off us. No, no, no. So you know, give us no. Some they just went went back to where they were. Uh, speaking of Tomohiro Ishii, he's going to have a special singles matchup on the card. First <laughs> time ever outside of Japan. It will be Ishii versus Shingo Takagi. This should be electric in front of that UK crowd. Sanal, who you got? We, we just like watching big beefy men, don't we? I feel like New Japan's like every card. Here's two big beefy men to slap the sh- And this time we've got two sets of two big beefy men. Yeah. So you um I have Shingo winning. I feel like especially for you like SP for your right and they're gonna push for Shingo to defend well to challenge Finley for the never title. A loss to Ishii is not gonna work in that and just generally like putting the two together, I think Shingo. But the UK do love Ishii, so Yeah. They do. They but do. They adopted him. He's one. It's like Suzuki. Suzuki and Ishii are like basically British at this point. Yeah, it's like the losers of the 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 big matches from. Uh, or no, no, Ishii won at uh, at Rev Pro. So, so we, uh, we love yeah. the, we love the underdogs, the ones who don't but, get the love in Japan. But Ishii got got his win at Rev Pro. He's gonna lose here. I'm going That's with Shingo Takagi to get the win. Who you got, NK? Uh the 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 campaign continues. Justice for Shingo. And you know, yeah, the campaign. And it's gonna come at the expense of everyone who says justice for Ishii. Hey, <laughs> hey, we, Ishii, Ishii's had his time, man. It's justice for Shingo, man. 
Justice for Shingo. All day, every day. Justice for Shingo, ladies and gentlemen. And then finally, the main event of Royal Quest 3 is going to be Zack Sabre Jr. challenging Will Ospreay for the IWGP United Kingdom United States Heavyweight Championship. Just the United Kingdom. It's just United Kingdom SP3. Put some respect on it. Yeah, United States, UK. United Kingdom, heavyweight no, no. championship. No, I am, I am saying how it's listed. No. I am not listening no. to these biased no. co-hosts that I have. You're it's, always going to be outnumbered on this. It's, the it's United being defended in the UK against two Brits. It's United Kingdom. United Kingdom, United States, no, heavyweight no, no. championship. Every race, the United Kingdom title. Zack Sabre Jr. will be going against the very two best wrestlers in the world within a two-week span with Brian Danielson at AEW Wrestle Dream and Will Ospreay in their home country at Royal Quest. But does he walk out with more championship gold at the Copper Box, NK? No. But it's because Zach has the TV title. If Zach didn't have the TV title, I would be saying yes. Because mm-hmm. I do think I couldn't foresee Osprey losing the title before Wrestle Kingdom. Um, Especially think, if his contract is a bit iffy and he's not scheduled for Wrestle Kingdom. And also, I think, I mean, we can probably assume that the rest of my Wrestle Kingdom match will be like the third installment of him and Omega. Um, doesn't necessarily think, need the title. It doesn't. I think. I think it. Um, will having the title makes the match a bit predictable, um, mm. because it'll be like okay, like will at the time will probably still be under New Japan contract anyway, and they're not going to give it to Kenny because Kenny didn't defend it. Last time, Kenny held it hostage. I, I don't. I don't necessarily think that it is. It makes it predictable because we thought it was predictable this year. We True. thought Will was going to win this year, and he yeah. didn't. And will and will and that and I think and New Japan is very smart when it comes to these people with contract expiring. Kenny Omega in in uh, 2017 before the Okada matchup. Uh, Kenny Omega before the Tanahashi matchup. Jay White before Okada matchup. They were very strategic in letting it be known that these guys were running were running out of time. I don't think New Japan just lets it all happen just lets it all happen that this, it always gets linked that these guys contract expiring. I think they will make that be known that Osprey's contract will expire. So it won't be as predictable. I mean, they've been doing it already in shows. Yeah. Like not as like, obviously AW was quite a big thing, but yeah, um, Chris Charles has been saying it a lot. And I mean, I don't listen to Japanese, but I assume, I think they also brought it up. Cause I think Milano's brought it up at some point. So, so you're going you're you're gonna go with Osprey then NK, right? Yes, Osprey, Osprey. I'm gonna go with Osprey as well, only because I want him to keep the title so Kenny can beat him for it at Wrestle Kingdom. So now and make it the United States Canada heavyweight championship. Dude, just be the Canadian title then, wouldn't it? No, it'll be the North American championship. Oh, um I'm gonna be different. I'm gonna say time limit draw. Oh, because I I would like to, but also don't want this feud to be over between Osprey and Zach. And yeah. I would love Zach's, I mean Osprey, if he has his last match in New Japan, to be against Zach and Zach mm. win. I just feel like, and some people might say it's a cop out, but I think where both men are, both with titles, draw just seems the best without disregarding either title or disregarding either wrestler. Yeah. 
Actually, but again, I don't know how much they're willing, how much they're going to be willing to do a sixty-minute time limit draw in Copper Box. Yeah, ballsy. I'd, I'd like that it. It's ballsy. It's that ballsy, is. But like, I feel it'd work the best. Or God forbid, I don't know. I count out. Oh no, New Japan don't do those. Well, March. I know. But that's what I'm saying. Like, the only way to get it to protect both guys would yeah. be that sixty-minute time limit. We shall see. We shall see. Y'all will be there live at Royal Quest. So we'll get the live perspective of what goes down at Royal Quest in the cover box with Osprey versus ZSJ in the main event. We'll also talk about destruction in Rio Goku on the next edition of Ace Techers. Want to thank everybody for listening. For NK, for Sanal, it is me, it is me, your true hill phenom SP3s. This has been Ace Techers, and we're out.